Man, oh man, welcome back to the POS, the Post Game Overreaction Show presented by UGASports.com. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined alongside Jason Butt. Ryan Nabolsi will be here in just a few minutes. Let me go ahead and click this out to the Twitterverse. We are live, folks. And Georgia didn't look alive in the first half, but we are alive now. Uh, and they, they came alive, I guess, in the second half there, Jason. As we do for every show, if you're new here, let us know where you're watching from. We'll shout you out on the uh, live chat here from YouTube. Also, if you're not new, we want to know where you're watching from as well. And if you feel like you need to get some stuff off your chest, this is the time to do it, folks. There is a link in the description. It'll bring you into our virtual waiting room, and then we'll bring you onto the show so that you can talk about these Georgia Bulldogs. Like I said, first half was not great. Second half, I think, got better. But Jason as we always do every POS. Give me your initial thoughts on the game. Man, it was uh, for, for two and a half quarters. I was sitting there going, what in the world is happening? Because, yes, you can make the argument, early season, early game jitters, first game of the season. Uh, you know, you can say that, but it's Tennessee Martin. This isn't a, a decent opponent. It's not – South Carolina, it's not a middle-of-the-road Power 5 or a group of five team. It, it's a team you're supposed to get in, get out, and, and not really have any concern or worry whatsoever. Now, the third quarter, at about the eight-minute mark or so, when Makai Muse took his screen for a touchdown, that seemed to just lift whatever burden or weight this team had. And then they come back down. They get the, you know, uh, Carson Beck looked tremendous on the drive after with the two big throws. Um, the, the one, the first one to CJ Smith for 40 something yards, 41 yards, I believe. And, and then after that, you could kind of breathe and not think twice. And then they finished for, with a 48 7 victory. And sure, while you could have uh, expected a, a game where it was, you know, 55 or 60 something to nothing. Um, 48 to seven still looks good. So anybody who's not watching the game closely sees that score. They're thinking, okay, yeah, Georgia took care of business. The final score wasn't really indicative of how this game went. No. So I do think that when it comes to starting fast and, and starting explosive, that has to be addressed 100%. You cannot go into to the South Carolina game and have that, that sort of start happen. That said, the fact that they were able to do what they did in the third quarter and show that explosion, that's a good that, that can be construed as a good sign going forward, just because that was what we expected them at the beginning of the game. They just need to do it for the entire game, the entire you know, four quarters, especially once the SEC portion of the season ramps up. Yeah, there was a, a lot to take in from that game. A lot of guys got to play, which was nice. Obviously, you wanted to see some of those guys, but the man. Just the first, like you said, first half was was not great. Uh, they they had the touchdown there, you know, early on in I guess the second drive. Uh, Carson was able to uh, get that to Brock, and he was able to kind of run that in. And then Carson made the play to get into the end zone on the rush, but just looked off. It looked out of sync. It looked like there wasn't much energy. Kirby Smart said it, I think, going into the fourth quarter to the sideline reporter that he he wanted to see energy from the guys. He wanted to see something from them. Uh, and like you said, the, the touchdown from Makai Muse was probably the best play in terms of like the offensive line getting out there, making the making the play work, right? Um, and it, it did kind of turn the game around for him. 
I never thought the game was in doubt. Okay, let's let's not go that far. Right. Like you weren't going to lose to UT Martin, no. right, Jason? But uh, it was concerning seeing how they had to open up against Oregon this year again. What would have happened? You know, there's a lot of a lot of comments uh, about Mike Bobo, and and <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to get to Bobo. It's I, I had a buddy that was in the stadium and uh, the chance of, of Bobo were, were coming, were raining down already here in, in, in game one. Defending uh, champs called for the new coordinator's head already. There was uh, some, some young kid that was sitting by him that was like, you already ruined my childhood. Don't do this to me in my like <laughs> So that, you know, the, he's going to hear it, right? He's going to hear it. Yeah. Is it fair, Jason, at this point? I mean, I think it's fair to wonder why in the world they started this game that way. Why did they look somewhat unprepared? Uh, it, it was baffling to me that um, the run game with the offensive line, with what we expect this offensive line to look like, only finished, I think, what was it, 140 yards or, or, or something to that effect. Uh, really, really didn't do much on the ground against a team that they should have been able to assert its will at the beginning, um, you know, some of it's, to, you know, the players, some of them didn't execute. I thought uh, Dominic Lovett did not have a good game. I mean, yeah. those two drops were bad. They were bad, bad, bad drops. Um, so weren't, wasn't helped out there. The two call, there were two calls in the first half. The third and five, I think near midfield, where they just ran the ball up the middle with, uh, I believe it was Cash Jones. And that, that's crazy. That's that's Todd Munkin doesn't do that. I'm sorry. Like it didn't. It also didn't feel like they they were really being that aggressive in the first half. And it could have right. been maybe the maybe uh, you know I, I I know Aaron Murray uh, he's sitting up there at the top and he's saying they're playing a quarters look. So perhaps you know Carson Beck didn't want to force a ball and didn't want to go vertical early in the game. It seemed like a lot of stuff was being checked down. It didn't seem that there was a whole lot of aggression going on. I think the coordinator oftentimes does take a little more blame than deserved in some of those situations. Um, then I come back to I don't know if it was uh, a, a call that uh, that Carson made or if it was one from from Bobo himself. That that um, I, I know we one of our employees uh, I think it was Trent actually who said in, yeah. in the group chat that it looked like Carson just ran to the line, never looked at the sideline. So I, I don't know, but that was the uh, the first down, at you know right after the uh, Lovett catch, and they run that the ball gonna, with no timeouts. If if Beck didn't look to the sidelines on that, and it's Beck's fault, Bobo is going to catch hell for that, and I feel bad for Bobo because. Yeah. But at the same time, that has to be something that they've practiced, right? It has to be something that they've looked at and said, "All right, well, we get into a situation, you can you know no huddle it and try to run it in." Uh, th there was a great. Uh, comment here from pickless cage says uh it looked like the players were treating it like a scrimmage i 100 percent agree I, yeah. I don't think they took ut martin for anything they saw that they were 50 point uh favorites they were two-time national champions and they just looked like they you know didn't have to care they they knew they were going to win the game uh problem is now in practice this week kirby is going to be all over them i think uh larry yeah. glover does bring us back down to reality a little bit here he says 559 offensive yards is good it sure is and then we had another comment up here from must champs reading glasses saying this show isn't for me 
So, I mean, dramatic overreactions from Georgia fans. Must chance reading glasses. This is exactly what this show is for. It's a safe space to let out those overreactions. So join us, my friend. Don't hinder it. Let folks overreact because that is what we're here for. Uh, but, you know, in fairness, Georgia, 18 victories in a row, most in Georgia history. So it'll be all right. Uh, but, you know, you know the other, this is the time. Yeah. The other this thing is, is this is a team under under Kirby, especially for whatever reason, <laughs> they do this against these type of teams. Uh, last year to. was Kent State. Kent State, whatever reason, just did not play well. Just let them hang around. Even even Georgia Tech late in the year, not not to the effect where Kent State, you're like, what is going on here? Where, where it looked like they were sleepwalking, like 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 kind of like you said earlier, they overlooked, didn't really care that much about Tennessee Martin. Thought they could just show up and treat it like a scrimmage and 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 win big no matter what. Not have to necessarily work for it like they did later in the game. Um. But that said, they have those games, and then when they then when it's a big opponent, at least these last couple of years, you look at Oregon especially, they come out and they look like the best team in the country. So I, I think you should factor that in. I, I do think that the the opponent, the type of opponent, where they're coming from, does actually matter. They are eighteen to twenty. Well, I guess in some cases with the COVID year, twenty four year olds. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, they have eighteen to twenty-four year olds now on college rosters. I think there's still some twenty-five. Uh, there's some twenty-five year olds out there. You look hard enough, Jason. <laughs> and you might you right. might even find a twenty-six year old. To be honest, right? Uh, I'm sure we could. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, Come well, on. you have a uh, you know so so they're 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 human. They're going to to fall into those same kind of mind traps that that anybody would in, in these situations. And so, uh, you know, they the talent discrepancy though it just makes you. It, it make it's fair to wonder and question what in the world was going on for two and a half quarters, because the, the, that was not the offense anybody expected. I don't care what the final score was, what the final yardage number was. The two and a half, the first two and a half quarters, that was not what anybody expected. Uh, Hamilton says Alabama gave up a touchdown in the third quarter. Meltdown alert! I was just looking to see, trying to keep up here. Yeah, they did give up one, so watch out. Alabama should be uh, should be looking bad too. This, Jason, it's a little scary. Offensive line did not look like the number one in the country from Amari Carmichael. They didn't. They didn't. Second team offensive line came in, looked okay. And I want to talk about the quarterbacks, too. we got a long show, guys, so we're going to get to everything. I don't want to just spill the beans on everything, you know, up front, but we'll touch on everything, and then we'll get into it a little more in-depth and throughout the show. But offensive line, for how much they got hyped up, Jason – they and and there were some plays right where they looked decent. Like that screen pass to Muse was beautiful. Watching those offensive linemen, watching Tate Rattlers get out there, great. Uh, the run game though didn't do much for me tonight, and I don't know if that's because of lack. Like John Gibson says here, you know, kind of lacking a, a home run hitter at running back. If that's the case, uh, but running game didn't do much for me tonight, Jason. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, um, to me, it looked more like the line. I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I think you, you saw line. Robinson and Milton both had had big gains in the in the run game. They both had big plays. Um, it just didn't seem like it, it didn't seem like anything was opening up up front with consistency. And they did this too last year. I, th- I think people forget that for the first quarter of last year, they really weren't running the ball 
um, with the kind of consistency at that 200 a game type of level. It, it wasn't until about the midpoint when when they started hitting a groove and you started seeing them uh, really be effective, rotating the backs, the offensive line hitting its stride. Um, but yeah, it's just, it really is the, it's the quality and caliber of the opponent that you just expect. And here's the thing. The, this fan base, uh, people who've covered this team, uh, the, the program itself has been very spoiled the last two years. With like, like, let's let's call it what it is. At the same time, this is the post game overreaction show, exactly. and they won forty eight seven. We are nitpicking, but we're nitpicking for a very good reason. And the very good reason is that the expectations of this program are as high as they've ever been in the history of the program. You, you win 18 in a row. You go two, nas- two straight national championships. Yes, you're going to find some scrutiny when, when, when your offensive line can't put up the kind of, the kind of numbers that uh, – or can't, can't help produce the run game to the type of numbers you're expecting. And you are uh, you know, sitting at, at what, 17 uh, midway through the third quarter against an FCS team that, that gave up 65 or whatever it was last year to Tennessee. So th- that's just yeah. the reality of it. Tony Stark says, first game, relax. Games like this are good so you can learn and prepare for a tough opponent. No, I, I actually disagree with this 100%. And, 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 and here's the thing. It's, it's not a thing of, oh, come on, you know, like we're freaking out. They're going to lose now. No, I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm saying that it is 100% fair to be like, what? why can't you expect a fast start? Why can't you expect what, what they're likely going to do to South Carolina? Because this, what's going to happen is this. We're sitting there going, this is crazy. Like, they look almost pathetic for two quarters, two and a half quarters. They're going to probably play well next week. And then they're going to annihilate South Carolina. I'll call it right now. They're going to annihilate them. And they're going to look like the number one team in the country. And you know what? Tony's probably right. Like, it's not going to matter once they play a better team for the first time this year. I just think it's fair. I, I, I don't think it, it, it's something that if somebody wants to be upset and, and, and wonder why this team for two and a half quarters looked the way it did, I think it's completely fair and, and uh, rational. I think it's a rational opinion, actually. Uh, let me bring on two guys here. Junior, I see you. Junior, I'm going to get to you in a little bit. If you want to hop back on like 20, 30 minutes, I don't want you to just wait uh, the whole time. But I'll get to you. So call back in and I'll, I'll get to you. I don't want you to wait the whole time. Uh, let me get these two guys in here. Andy. So, and the man, Eddie, from the A, and we're not talking Atlanta, we're talking Ackworth. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening. Hey, how's Eddie, it going? Eddie, I, I'm, I'm going to start with you. We do it every show post game. We, we like to get the initial thoughts. So I would like your initial thoughts here uh, as you're joining the show. Well, I think uh, Jason hit it on the head. Um you're starting slow, and that's forgivable because this is the first game out of the season for the season. But you're not playing Oregon. You're not playing Clemson. You're playing UT Martin. And every time we ran the ball, guys, there was somebody in our backfield. And I'm not talking about our own. I'm talking about the opposing team was in our backfield. That's not good. And we're talking about the best offensive line, quote unquote, in the country. You can't run the ball any better than that through the first two, what, two and a half quarters, like you said, Jason. That's not good. Um, I was very disappointed. And, and Paul, I'm going to push back a little bit on what you said, that this game was never 
you never really thought we were going to lose this game. For the first half, we were one bad turnover away from giving this team life. It was right there. But did you – like, I I definitely see where you're coming from with that. But did you really think, like, at the end when the clock hit zero after 60 minutes? Yeah. So, like, there was was chances they could have got back into the game. But It could have been a dogfight is what I'm saying. And this is the type of game – this is the type of game that should be over at half and you got the third string out there in the third quarter starting the third quarter, right? And it wasn't that way. Now, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. No lad, no most Rosamie Jack Saint, no, you know, we had some players out, fine, whatever. But I'm going to keep going back to this. It was UT Martin. I mean, come on. It, it just, it was not good. And, and one more thing, and I'll let Andy go. The line couldn't block for whatever reason, but Bobo just kept going back to it, right up the middle, right up the middle, right up the middle hit the edges, and every time they hit the edges a little bit, it seemed to work, but he kept going right back up the middle, and we got blown up time and time again. It just drove me crazy. I have to agree with all of those uh, uh, statements there, Eddie. Uh, Andy, I don't know how much he left me on the bone for you wise here. I'm done. I'll talk to you later. He got it. (laughs) Come on, Andy. No, come on. He he kind of tore it up there, and and for good reason. I mean, he he, he had some valid points. What can you add to that or or second? I mean, it's the O-line, and and then Beck, when he had time, I don't know if he's seeing ghosts because he was worried about getting hit or what, but he was throwing them behind the receivers in the ground. And then you see, and like I said, you know, the second team, they came in, and the second team offensive line looked better to me. Like, they actually got some push. They were blocking, and you saw – Vandegrift, he was able to stand there and make some throws. And then you saw Gunner make some throws. And, I mean, I thought Gunner looked better than all three of them. I, I mean, you know, I know there's a lot to it than just the first game of the season, but I thought Gunner I thought Gunner looked more like the guy than than Beck. I, I mean, he just looked – I mean, I thought I thought Vandegrift looked better than Beck. And so, I don't know. I, I just wonder if that, that quarterback situation yeah. is going to be settled. Uh, so, uh, I guess – here we are 20 minutes into the show and you've given us a nice little segue to that Andy. So we can kind of go around the horn with that. Uh, man, this show has been pro Beck and Jason knows why Beck's grandmother, you guys know why Beck's grandmother called into the show and, and did a nice uh, cameo appearance uh, impromptu. Mind, mind you, she called in and, and talked to us. So we've been pro Beck. All right. Uh, and, and I really don't want to say anything bad about Beck because his grandma might be watching. And if my grandma was watching, uh, God rest her soul, I wouldn't want anybody <laughs> saying anything bad about me. But we have to. This is the overreaction show. So I apologize, Miss Beck, in advance. Uh, I think all three quarters. Oh, man. Should I say there's. Mm, is there a quarterback? You got to do it. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've jumped into it. Uh, there probably should be a quarterback competition in Athens this week. I don't know. That's that's. That's my hot take overreaction. I, I think that I think there should be an open quarterback battle between all three of them. And Kirby says it every week, right? He says every position is up for grabs. Then let's see it this week. Like let's legitimately give each one of these guys yeah. a shot. I don't know, I'm gonna, Jason. Yeah. I'm gonna push back. I don't think okay. Carson Beck did anything to to lose the job. Nah, he has some, I, I he did had some bad passes. Yes, every over. quarterback that plays a full game has bad throws. Stetson Look, Bennett I'm, had plenty of bad throws. Like, we can't expect the quarterback to to every play you know, be perfect or, or not miss a receiver. 
he didn't do anything tonight that you were like, oh god, that's terrible. Uh, I thought, I thought he, he, he played he played it he played it safe a lot of times, especially early. Which which it, it wasn't until the third quarter, but when you saw him unleash, he had some good throws. I don't think he did. I don't think he in particular did anything. You know that would say okay, he can't play. Whatever. I liked what I saw out of Brock and Gunner. Yes. I also would like to say that I was what really caught my ear was when Aaron Murray said that that I guess when they had their must have been when they had their production meeting and whatnot that they were told a couple days ago that Gunner was right there yeah. with with the number two quarterback to possibly overtake Brock, which I that, told you, which I told you in the Sunday yes. show. If you read between the lines of what Kirby said, talking about that second quarterback. Yes. It wasn't over yet, and I freaking knew it. And and Aaron, thank you for allowing me to read Kirby Smart's mind in that press, uh, that one of those uh, conferences he had before the game. Not to cut you off, but I did want to get that. No, out. no, also, that, that, it was it was very interesting that he publicly put that out there. Also, there was there was a big difference, I think, in the two backup quarterbacks and Carson. And Stephen Mobley hits it on the head here, talking about Beck was safe and boring, which works fine with a dominating defense and powerful O line, like in the past couple of years. He did. He was looking – he had one read, Jason. He mm-hmm. had one read, and then if it wasn't there, he was checking down. There was no scanning the field. He was locked into one guy. If that guy wasn't open, all right, I'm, I'm pushing it to Cash Jones out the backfield. You know, I'm p- pushing it to whoever on that. Yeah. It was one series where he was pushing it to Cash Jones. No, he didn't. He, he it was did like that happen. one series, that two-minute drill where he, feel, again, he played like, it safe. You know? I don't know. I I feel there's a lot of people in the chat that are agreeing with me here. So I, again, yeah, I know. I, I'm with you. It's one game. I don't think he did anything to where you say, oh, no, he can't He can't play. He, he doesn't I'm not, need to I'm not saying that. I'm not saying – I'm just – what I'm saying – You said you were a quarterback competition is what should yeah, happen. I think, I think there should be a quarterback. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying he can't win that competition, but let's have a quarterback competition. Andy, please help me. Please. I, I'm with you because you look at it when he was on the field, it just looked stagnant. It just like – just didn't have that feel. Then all of a sudden, you bring in Vandergriff, and they start going down the field. And I mean, I know he did a couple of scrambles, but he was hitting guys. And the, I mean, it, there was a different energy. Gunner Stockton come in, a different energy. I don't know, just seeing what was boring. What did he say? It was. Um, I would argue real quick that there was different energy because two touchdowns had just been put on the board. And that's a that's a good argument, and it may be true, but I just and you you start you start getting the offense rolling. You're in a good spot. You put the next guy in and the next guy, and you take care of business. And that's probably I, true, but I, I don't know. It it felt different. It it feels like when Stetson won the job from from well when he won it from Beck. I don't. know. It just feels <laughs> it feels it feels different. It it. I you mean, didn't have to I say know. it like that, Andy. You didn't have to say it like you I know. Like I was trying. I didn't know how to say it. I was trying to. Excuse me. I don't know. But it just that's how it felt. It just felt like when Stetson took over when they came in. It felt like the Stetson thing. I don't know. I'll say it this way. So first of all, you mentioned Mrs. Beck. I would say Mrs. Beck would say you got to hit a five-yard slant properly, and you need to put a little more air under the ball to hit Arian Smith in stride for a touchdown. Those were two huge misses. And I'll say one word when Brock Vandergriff came in after Beck did, and it was decisive. That's what I saw. It was boom, boom, get rid of the ball. And, and, and to me, Beck was not doing that in the first half. He did a little better in the third quarter, but he was not decisive. He looked – he looked scared. No, scared is the wrong word. He looked nervous because it was his first start. That's the way he looked. Now, Did I'm not going to sit here, Jason, and say that he needs to be benched. By no, no. means am I saying no. that. I, no. I am not saying that at all. 
Did he almost look like he's playing not to get benched instead of right. to go out. It's like right. and that's how it looked to me. That's how the first half looked to me. Like he's just a little, a little I not just, stiff. But I, I just thought there was a lot going on. The offensive line wasn't getting the run game going. You didn't fair, have the balance. Yeah, Dominic Lovett dropped that. That what would have hey, been a touchdown. There should have been um, a touchdown. And he was decisive on that play. I'll give him that. Yeah, he I saw mean, it. Boom. He should have made that play. You're right. They're also not giving any official drops. Well, they, this is the uh, – I'll bring these stats up in a minute. There's no drops next to Dominant Lovett's name. Not to say that those weren't yeah, drops. Two. Just, yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. In the in the book right now, there are zero drops on. Well, that, the, How the do book you categorize that, though? He got, he got hit. <laughs> well, the right, book is telling right now. Look, I, I'm not the one who wrote the book. Uh, and I'm just the reader of said book. And, you know, we all saw with our own eyes things that could be or could not be. Uh, but, you know, it it is what it is. Um, there, there aren't any drops right now in the official score book uh, for Dominic Lovett. With that being said, I've seen some comments uh, talking about how Beck threw for 300 yards. I'm not – nobody's saying that, again, he should be – I'm just saying that everybody uh, saw with their own eyes what happened in those first two quarters. It didn't look great. It didn't look great. It was very conservative. And I don't know. It's, is that on the – this is where it goes back to they're playing an FCS school. Is it on the vanilla playbook? You know, on the everybody likes to kind of blame that. I still think you have to make passes, though. And, and to Beck's credit, he went 21 of 31. If you look only at the yeah. stat line, his stat line looked fine. 21 of 31, 294 through the air, had a touchdown, had a touchdown on the ground. You know, then it looks it looks great. Uh, it just seemed like, you know, there you can't was blame no- the vanilla playbook for poor blocking. The mm-hmm. offensive line just could not block. I don't care who I can call the plays. And if you're, if you got guys that are supposed to be four and five star elite offensive line, they've got to block guys from, you know, from Tennessee Martin. And so you can't, there's no way anybody can blame that on, you know, vanilla playbook. You also then could, could go back because there's some people saying, you know, uh, DZ saying can't grade our team when the play calling is a real problem. Well, maybe, Maybe Bobo called a great game, but the players on the field didn't execute it. So then, exactly. then we get into this. It's a, it's almost like a, a, a pissing match between both sides. Either your pro, you know, like offensive coordinator side, or your pro player side. And there's you, you only look at it from that one lens. What I'm trying to do is there's two different lenses to look at it through. You can say the play calling was pathetic. But then you could also, on the other hand say that the, the the players didn't execute the plays that Bobo called in. You never know which one is the right one. We'll never know. We're not in the meetings. But what we do know is we're here to overreact, and that's what we do. I'm going to bring on the man, the myth, the legend, Roddy Nabolsi. Uh, Roddy, we've been overreacting a little bit here while you've been getting home. No shit. <laughs> and uh, as you can see in these comments here, I have, I, you know, I said there might be need for a, a quarterback competition. And some folks agree. Some folks obviously don't. Kirby um, does not agree. Yeah, well, what, is, uh, what does Roddy ag- agree with tonight? Look, man, I received all sorts of grief because I said uh, on either Atlanta radio or some free show, I said Georgia's got three good quarterbacks. Georgia's not had a great quarterback. Georgia doesn't have an elite quarterback. If Carson Beck was the man, then Stetson Bennett would never able to beat him out. When Kirby two years ago clearly said Carson Beck's our number two. Uh, JT Daniels would have gone down. Carson Beck would have stepped in. He'd have taken over. In other words, if Stetson Bennett had been number two and he stepped in, do you expect, do you think that Carson or somebody else would have beat him out? No. Uh, 
and Kirby's mentioned multiple times about what we lost. And he, you could tell that he thought they lost a great deal when, when they lost Stetson Bennett in Carson Beck's case. He, when he first got here, I thought he was transferred. I didn't think he was that good. Uh, but I, I should say, I didn't think that it's just what people were telling us. It's like, ah, he's not as good as we thought he was. But then in years two and three, he got a lot better. And everyone's like, man, this kid can really play. He's got a great arm. He's much smarter than he was. And they were, they raved about him. But my point is, this is a guy who backed uh, Stetson Bennett up for two years. He's it's his first shot out there. Um, he's it's going to take him a minute to find his legs. Remember, Stetson didn't look that good his first few times out there. Hell, Matt Stafford didn't look good his first few times out there. Let's uh, let's overreact or let's not overreact too much and see what's out there. But I think he is a good quarterback. He is not an elite quarterback. Brock Vandegrift is not elite. Gunnar Stock is not elite. They're not what you have at some of these other places. But with all the people around them, they can be good. They can be great. Uh, you've got the tools to just be an absolute monster. I mean, and again, you didn't have Dejan Edwards out there. This line looks a little bit better with Dejan. Uh, it looks a lot better with a um, Lad McConkey out there. You know, it looks better with a healthy Kendall Milton. Um, Marcus Rosen and, and, and give give credit to UT Martin. Everyone's saying the offensive line didn't block bull crap. They blocked very well for most of the time. But when you have eight guys coming and you have five blockers up there, I don't care how big you are. You can only put hands on so many guys. And so when they're bringing extras, what they didn't do was you know get behind them, uh, make them pay for being overly aggressive in the center of the field, roll the quarterback out. When you saw them roll back out, he looked a whole lot better. When they attacked the perimeters, what, two pitches, 36 yards and 27 yards to the perimeter, call plays that complement the guys that you have on the field. Uh, I heard Kirby, I know he's speaking with the media right now, but I heard him on the as I was driving over here on the call-in show. He's like, he was very, uh, I don't say defensive, Carson Beck, but he's like, yeah, was, Carson got us into the right plays. There was, He said there was that one-third down throw that uh, he messed up on, but he threw it out of bounds on a no play. He got us into the right runs. He got us into the right throws. Um, we are, we have our, some of our, you know, uh, we're banged, we're a banged up football team. We don't have the running backs we need. So the way Kirby was talking to DJ Shockley, he's like, look, uh, we have to play better around him. He, he didn't come out and mention the drop passes, but catch a couple of the balls that hit you in the hands. It's a different ball game. So, uh, I will say that he's not an elite quarterback. He's a good quarterback, could be great. Uh, you got three, and here's the thing: you can win with any any of them. I think you can go twelve and zero with any of them. The one weakness this team has is what happens to the, any of these three quarterbacks when you're down two scores to Ohio State, like you were in the uh, playoffs. That's that's where the Achilles' heel of this team is going to be is what happens in that situation. And, again, they may take you right down the field like we saw in quarters two through four, uh, but that first quarter was uh, brutal. You just didn't get the ball a whole lot. And uh, I, I just think that uh, we're going to make too much out of it. I don't think there's a quarterback controversy, but you see all three quarterbacks can move with that offense. But there's not one that just stands out head and shoulders above everybody else. That's He's in the NFL. That's what – well, that's – I guess that's my point is – if there's not one that stands out, maybe maybe let them all, you know, uh, 
<laughs> Sorry, I saw Dogfather said, uh, back home is Bobo still the OC? Haven't heard any news yet. <laughs> Damn, Dogfather. Damn I mean, it. Cross the bow. I mean, I can't, even get a, I can't even get a thought out, man. And he's, he just comes out of, he comes out of left and field. I, I think Tony Starks is right, if you want to highlight that one. Beck was throwing behind and high on receivers. He, he yeah. wasn't accurate. He was not accurate. I think you guys, when I first got on, you were talking about maybe he's a little nervous about being pulled. Uh, I think he was a little tight. Kirby says he was calm. The hell I didn't no. See a calm no. quarterback. I saw a guy who, like you said, I felt like he was. Um, uh, He's looking over his shoulder. He was playing know, not to lose the job. I yeah. think I, again, first game is the first time you're the man, and I think he's gonna maybe try a little bit hard or just uh, try, try, yeah, try too much. And his he, he was not accurate. Not, again, not elite. Good, could be great. But elite quarterback doesn't have Dominic Blaylock. I mean, Dominic. Dominic. I'll keep saying it. Diving backwards on a couple different plays where the ball's behind him. He would, and the one in the end zone. That's the one to Arian Smith where he's wide open. I'm like, man, wide that's, open. That's the one wide. I can't forgive. I'm like, man, that that's on you. You had guys drop passes. You know, you can be pissed off about those, but you should have scored there. Also, I heard you say this, Roddy, because it it got me. Did Kirby say it was a good thing or a bad thing when when Beck threw it out of bounds on the offsides? Because that's a free play. He should have. He's, he says so on one of the plays. Or so okay, because that that play there, I was it just kind of was like, what? Just you throw it downfield. There's just another one. Off. I think that he give it, a, it looked give somebody like he jumped offsides, and I think he thought he had a free play, and he chucked it downfield, and then it was like all of a sudden the second and ten. I'm like, what? They weren't offsides, but everybody thought they were. So. Yeah, that was right there at the end zone. That was that was around the same time. Yeah, yeah. He almost got a grounding call. It could have been a grounding. Yeah, call. yeah, yeah. They they were debating on if it was grounding on yeah. an offsides yeah. play when he threw it out of bounds. Uh, so, hey, can I, like I ask this. Jason a question? Is, is there something to the vanilla play calling when it comes to playing a team like UT Martin, or is that total bullcrap? Are they are they like holding a lot of stuff back and they're like, we're just going to play this way, play it very vanilla for this game because it's UT Martin and it didn't work. It didn't look good. We're playing ball state. It's going to be vanilla again and everything's going to come out against South Carolina. Is that, is that true or is that just BS? I think 20, 25 years ago, maybe. I think like when you saw when teams were more run heavy and, and you'd, you could just assert your will against a, a group what would now what is now a group of five team or um, say you had an SEC versus Sun Belt or, or Mac or something like that. Yeah, but these days not really. I think the parity of the game you really can't afford to uh, be that team that loses to you know the, the Michigan App State game kind of changed the how we yeah. look at a lot of these games. Um, you know Virginia Tech's lost I think twice to FCS opponents. Um, now I mean. Are they going to hold stuff for you know they're they're really really good you know kind of I don't want to say gadget plays but um, I, I would say that so much of football now is concepts driven more so than actual plays and um, you're not really holding a whole lot back per se as you are um, just just trying to, to take what the defense is giving you based on uh, yeah. the concepts you practice and so. I mean, when you wa- when I when you watch this game, it didn't feel like they were just trying to be. They were calling a boring game because they thought less of Tennessee Martin. I didn't get that feel whatsoever. For for me, it was a matter of uh, they they couldn't really establish a run game. They couldn't be consistent in that part, and um, 
and, and then for whatever reason, they just weren't in sync. A lot of stopping and starting uh, throughout the first half, uh, really. And then, of course, the uh, that third quarter. Bog- Bog- the, yeah. oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. That third quarter, you talk about starting and stopping. Oh, there was zero. <laughs> like, oh, they had the first half of the third zero. quarter too. Yeah. Yeah, it just, and I felt bad too because like UT Martin's guys were going down every other play, and mm-hmm. then so, so you'd have another TV timeout, and then their head coach, like he'd see something on second and ten, and he'd be like, you know what, timeout, timeout, and he he used every one of those things, and every <laughs> one of those times they went to commercials. There was zero flow to this game at all on both sides of the ball. It was like right when you got into like, oh, we're playing football. Somebody would get hurt, or the, or the head coach would be like, "Timeout, time, you know what? I, this is going a little too too smooth for a football game here. I, I need to I need to slow this down a little bit." Um, but yeah, I, I this is a good comment from Hamilton. I wanted to get to. So think about all the crap UGA fans gave Stetson. Man, would they want Stetson back tonight? I, I don't know. Dude. I don't know. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Uh, Dogfather says, in all honesty, did Beck look like he was holding the ball too long early on? It certainly did from my vantage point. He was in the stands. Uh, Roddy, I'll let you take that one, then we'll let Jason roll out of here because I know he's got to do some editing and I'll bring some more folks on. So, I don't think so. And then again, I'm not a Carson Beck defender or, pro, you know, uh, you kind of sound like one right now. I'm nah, just, I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm coming in with. Uh, I sat next to a coach for four hours and you know talked True. to him after it, and I'm like, uh, "Hey, well, what went on here?" And again, I'm on the record saying that he's good. You know, just not elite, um, or you know, uh, could be great. Uh, that's still to be determined. But I don't think it was so much him holding the ball. I mean, he if he held on the ball, wouldn't he get sacked more? Wouldn't he get hit more? Right. You know, uh, I think his biggest problem to me was inaccuracies. Just. You know, didn't hit guys that he could have. Uh, I didn't think he held on to it too long. I'm like, when he let go, hit, hit the guys you're supposed to. Kirby says he got him into the right plays. Um, I go back to that uh, uh, second quarter. like, or even the I – mean, which drive was it? Uh, it was the one they wound up getting downfield and then having to uh, stop it. It was uh, – yeah, they, they had to punt. Uh, first drive, three and out. Second drive, they dropped link, you know, 76 yards for a touchdown. Okay. Uh, second, uh, third drive, three now. Yeah. Fourth drive, they go eight yards. Uh, I mean, eight plays, 47 yards. They flip the field on them and get we, everybody got frustrated on that fourth drive. We're like, why are you punting again? You should be punting, you, you, getting into the end zone. But I'm like, this just shows that they were, it's like an old car. You're trying to turn it over. It's like, you know, you just know it's going to catch any second. So what you're saying is you need a starter. Yeah, you, you need a jump start. You need a little more oomph, and I think getting uh, you like that, Eddie. I know, I know you did. Yeah, I see that, that was good. That was good. Adasia Edwards, well played. Uh, uh, a, a lad, McConkey. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me a healthy starter at, in the backfield, and give me a healthy uh, uh, lad, McConkey, and all of a sudden you got it. And again, uh, you had guys out there first time playing. You Ernest Green's first snap out there. Uh, some guys on defense, those are first games. Um, it's just, I think you had wide receivers and quarterbacks. I mean, you had 400 yards passing uh, who were just having their, they were, I think they're just nervous I, I, or just anxious or something, but they showed flashes of what they could do. Just completely inconsistent. I don't think there's a rhyme or reason to it. You can call play calling, but, you know, when you call a run that should go off uh, off tackle, uh, B-gap, 
and they bring two linebackers on either side of it. Well, you didn't know they were going to do that. I'm like, why'd you call that? <laughs> How the hell do you know that's what they're going to run? So, um, hey, the other plays work fine. Hey, Jason, before we get you out of here, because I thought this too uh, from Pickless Cage, he says, uh, can we say something about that UT Martin punter? Holy cow, yeah. he won't be there next year. Yeah, that he that, won't be there I next thought, year. I, th I thought that exact same thing. I was like, this kid's going to end up – we'll see him at uh, some SEC school next yeah, year. Yeah, he's in the portal. Yeah, he's, 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 he's already entered the portal for all we know. <laughs> he's already transferred, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has? That's right. I guess you get one, one, one time. The but, kicker uh, already has transferred once? He transferred to UT Martin. He was, I think, wow. at Charlotte. Oh, oh wow. He wasted so, that Charlotte one. Still stupid. Yeah, he wasted that one because, damn, he was – he, uh, he had eight punts tonight, 402 yards, average of 50.3. His longest was 66 inside the 22 of them, and 50-plus he had three of them. That's uh, that's a stat line for that guy. Well, um, Y'all know I'm a sucker for punters, so um, I'm all about this kid. Yeah. I, hey, give him a waiver, you know. Let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, Jason, man, we appreciate you. Have a good night, my boy. Yep, y'all do the same. Take care. Yeah. Hey, uh, before you go too far, I want to mention our friends over at uh, uh, the Rogue Shop. They are a sponsor of this show. The Rogue Shop has a deal. They just announced it uh, what, yesterday, I believe. Uh, you can get a ton of the products on their site. They have the fantastic gummies. They have the ones for pain. They have the ones for if you have, if you have chronic pain, they can help you. If you have an issue sleeping, they have a ton of them that say, you know, nighttime use, nighttime use. But normally you can get 10% off with the uh, promo code, you know, UGA Sports. But if you use promo code RogueShop23, think Rogue Shop. what's the year? 2023, you get 23% off some of their best stuff. So um, just want to mention our friends at the Rogue Shop. You can see they have uh, the tinctures, they have the drinks, uh, they have the, the gummies, they have the lollipops, they, oh, they even have chocolate. Uh they have, and you notice they'll say like nighttime use. So check out uh, Richard. This is a former, uh, he's, he's a vet. He got hurt in the army. He could not get relief. And he found out that the THC stuff helped him get relief. And he is, he basically makes all this stuff himself pretty much. So hit our friends up at uh, uh, Rogue Shopping at 23% off with promo code Rogue, Rogue Shop 23. Also, if you have to take a drug test, just beware. Uh, yeah. They're also very potent, folks. Uh, read the instructions. I did not. Uh, <laughs> tell you. First-hand experience, folks. Uh, you want well, if it, Roddy, it, is there anything there that will make that first off first half offense look better than it was? At the oh, dude, hey, there's, take, there's, take one of those 50 milligram THC. Oh, uh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I should have done that tonight. All right, man. Eddie, that no thing. Carson back, yeah. Nah, nah. You'll uh, you take one of those. You won't even remember the first half. You'll okay. You, well, that be, be that, that might not now, be a bad thing. We, we joke about it, but uh, if you do get any of the Delta H eight products, I recommend. And they'll come. They'll say in the box, try a third or a half before you take a don't whole. Don't eat the whole. Don't eat the whole thing. And yeah, if you uh, if you're what's the what's drug the, test, be careful. What's the legality on this? Totally legal, Hamilton. You can get it shipped totally over legal. to Flyer, they, yeah. Flyer Branch, wherever you want. I think they ship to almost every state. Yeah. But it's, it's where it's produced. So it is uh, completely yeah, legal. And Give it a shot. Stuff. Did Carson hey, uh, Mack will look like the Heisman winner in the first half. <laughs> he'll, like, he'll look like uh, a Teletubby out there, too. I promise you. <laughs> he's, 
you take one of those. Um, yeah, Nemo or, or Poe or whatever his name was. It would be yeah. one of those. Um, I want to get Junior in here and Dane, guys. So if you guys want to hop back on uh, a little later, please feel free to do so. But I appreciate yeah. you jumping on with us to start. Thank you, boys. And, uh, hey, you got to put the pressure on Roddy for our new show. So I'm just saying he's, he's here right now. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, guys, we'll, we'll talk you, to boys. you soon. We appreciate you. Yep. Let me get old uh, Junior's been waiting for a while, man. Junior, what's going on, my friend? Man, how's it going? Can y'all hear me good? Just want to make sure. Yeah, we can hear you great. We haven't seen you in a while, my friend. Uh, you, you don't call in on the Sunday shows, which is fine. You know, but <laughs> when, when the games come around, I guess, is when you come around, which is – that's all right. So what's up, man? Well, well I work Sundays and everything, so it's, okay, it's, enough, I guess it's later. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need um, to hear. First thing I want to say is just shout out to Aaron Murray calling the game. He, I, I feel he did what he was supposed to call in the game. You know, you had the play-by-play. Then you had the insider, which is Aaron Murray. So he was okay. Um, but I'm going to put it like this. This is the first game of the season. So we can overreact, but we have to realize this is the first game of the season. But I was screaming at the TV the first quarter. Almost every play, no matter if it was offense, defense, I'm just like the first quarter. I was there saying like, "Oh my!" Like I'm getting a plane ticket to watch these tackle drills, all these open field missed tackles, everything. Like, like okay, first game, first game. Calm down, calm down. First game, it's the first game, but. Like, I actually showed my girl this because, like, I'm sitting there looking at TV mad, irritated. And she was like, why are you mad? You guys are up 17-0. You guys are up, you know, whatever zero. Like, why are you mad? And, like, I went down the scorecard on ESPN. I was like, you got this team beating this team by 50 points. You got this team beating this team by 70 points. Like, they're not even in our, like, field of a conference. Like, this should be a blowout game for us. And Yeah. Cliffhanger of a point. Yeah, it, it was a very, very good cliffhanger there, Junior. Hopefully you come back. I will remove you right now. I think you 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 you, you fell out on us. And it's a hell of a cliffhanger because he was going to really drop some knowledge there, I think. I mean, what a, what a great rant that was happening. I was, was enjoying that. that. Yeah, it was, it was <clears throat> It was getting me, uh, it was firing me up a little bit. What are you pouring there, bud? You know, back with our friends at ASW. This is my fiddler bourbon here, distilled by dogs, five of the six founders, Georgia folks. So if you, you know, tailgate and, or if you watch that first quarter and you just need some booze, um, <laughs> fiddlers and ASW distillery, it's in Atlanta. They're Georgia folks. It's great. Uh, I already had one glass, and so I have a feeling I may be tipsy on this show in a bit, Paul. Because there uh, we go. Mm. There we go. It's all right. It's okay. Mm. Uh, Roddy, are you back? I don't. I don't know if you're back or not. Uh, question for Dane right here from Joshua Hammonds says: uh, Did it appear the offense moved more effectively once we had Beck and BVG Stockton rolling out of the pocket? All of them. Yes. All right. Look, I, I was just good. Georgia is going to have to make a change at quarterback, in my opinion. I do not think Georgia will be able to win a title with Carson Beck. 
Uh, I don't know if Georgia can win a title with the other two either. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but if Carson Beck is inaccurate like he was in this game, that's supposed to be his best attribute. He's not a better athlete than the other two. He's mm. supposed to be more accurate. He's supposed to have better command of the offense. And I thought Georgia's offense moved better both with Brock Vandegrift and with uh, Gunnar Stockton. Now, that's against tired defense later in the game. There's some variables involved there. Uh, I was very underwhelmed with Carson Beck. And this is after an offseason where I was just like, hey, let's wait and see. But if Georgia's, if Georgia's practice is harder than the games, which is what we're always told, Carson Beck didn't look very good in this game. Mm. And I don't see Georgia's path forward moving with him. He can get better. He can prove me wrong. All that stuff's totally possible. I could be an idiot. This is a post-game overreaction show. I don't think Carson Beck can lead Georgia to a championship. He may lead them to 12-0 in the regular season, but I would tell you there's about three teams in the West that would have beaten Georgia tonight. Uh, James Garrett says, Dane been up all in the alcohol. Sheesh. He's calling for Beck's head. Yep. One game, he's calling for Beck's head. But look, this is not just this in a vacuum. Within the last two weeks, two of my best sources around the program told me one, I mean, this one person that has seen most of the practices in the fall told me that Gunnar Stockton was the, the best quarterback among the three. It's just that he didn't quite know the system yet. So I was like, ooh, that's not the greatest thing. Um, but then another one told me, because I, I wrote an article right after Be- uh, Beck was named starter, of just like, let's just wait and see how this goes. Uh, and I was met with a lot of resistance on that because I wasn't jumping on the Beck train at that point. And one of my best quarterback sources around Georgia told me exactly right. Like, this was much closer than most people realize. Uh, none of them are as good as Stetson Bennett was last year. And in fact, in terms of cohesion on offense, Georgia's really far away from where they were last season. And so this team's got a lot of growth to do in offense. And if this is a championship team, it's going to be because the defense held the other team to fewer points, not because the offense can score with everybody. So Dr. Greg Steely got on to me too. I didn't put his comments up when uh, he was getting on to me about saying that there should be a quarterback competition, but I will for you, Dane. Uh, you said just a terrible take. He was 21 of 31 for 300 yards. What more could you ask for Dane? I mean, cool. Makai Muse ran for 50 yards. Like when they were trying to go downfield, it was bad. Like Watch, everything was going to be, let's throw the seven yards and see what happens after that. Like that's not too many degrees far away from Florida's dreadful in third and 11. Let's throw it two yards and hope in a prayer. Like Carson Beck's better than that. But like, man, that ain't going to fly against the best teams on this schedule. I promise you. If you get in a shootout with Ole Miss, some of those misses tonight, you'll lose. Yeah. Let me get in the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Ben Choppy Bachman. Looks like he just woke up from a hell of a no, nap with a bender, one of the two. I, sh- I showered. You know what? I bathed. You know, uh, you had to wash that offense off of hours you. early. I got that fixed. I wanted to come on here, Paul. I wanted to be good. It's the first game of the season. I want to be nice to you. You know what? I'm not going to take pot shots at you, Paul. So I'm feeling in a good mood. So I'm going to be nice to you. You are one of the greatest hosts ever. Thank to you. Do this. I'm, I'm going to say it. Okay. Now, thanks, Ben. I just want to point out last year they beat Stanford, Sanford 33 to nothing. They had less yards than they did today. Uh, Stetson, Betts, Stetson Bennett missed multiple throws in that game. I also want, and he also, I think he turned over the ball. Uh, I think who was the other one? Kent State. They looked atrocious versus Kent State last year. People need yeah. to stop overreacting. Beck, there, there's two things. I'll say this about Beck: one, agreeing with Dane, and one, disagreeing. Beck's issue is when it's bad, it can spiral, but when it's good, 
he's as deadly as any quarterback in terms of when, when he was on in practice, he was by far the best quarterback. When he's off, mm. mentally he can lose it. Yeah, and I know Dane's going to disagree with that. He's the most. I, just, I have so, I have sources that disagree with that. That like through mm. fall camp, it wasn't ever like fully that he was the best quarterback. It's just that he's been there the longest and he knows the system better. That's but when it. you look at Munkin, always who I'll say this about why I trust. When Todd Munkin says he's the most natural passer, Here's what I, found. I have full faith in his evaluations in large part because he was the first to offer Dylan Rayola. He was the first to offer Juju Lewis and the other top 26 quarterback. The guy knows quarterbacks. He knows them. So when I, when Todd Munkin says Carson Beck's the next guy and he's my most natural passer, I trust that. Now I know he's gone. Ben, you can say that, but Todd Munkin admitted that he didn't see Stetson Bennett's potential. Wait a minute. So you also brought up two other points. Gunnar Stockton doesn't know the offense. And Brock Vandergriff, who I've seen, this isn't just your source. I've seen it. His arm angle and his launch point, they have to correct his motion, his throw motion. They had to correct that. That's a huge issue. Okay. Is he going to be more accurate than Carson Beck was on downfield passes? So you have to go to Carson Beck. No, you don't. You yes, think Van Griff would have been more guy, inaccurate than Beck was in that first the mechanics half. And the other doesn't know the offense. You can't play them. You think that Van mechanics would have made him more inaccurate than Beck was in that first half? Because I do not. It may have been equal. In the first quarter. So, wait a minute. So, when last year, the same things were happening with Stetson. And also, I also want to point out the offense, the game. I mean, we already have people firing Bobo. I think it's ridiculous. Yes. They're going to be vanilla. The, the play calling is going to be vanilla in a game like this. It is. If people think they're just going to unleash the full playbook against UT Martin, they're, they're clueless. Um, when you're running the ball up the middle on third and five and you're doing the most generic passing concepts, I get it. He missed some throws early. But as the game went on the second quarter, the third quarter, he was way better. He, he, I don't think he missed a pass in the third quarter. So as the game went on, he got better. He needs to get into a rhythm. I'm with you. When he's off, he's off. I remember the UAB practice before. I remember, what was it, 21, when he was supposed to be a starter. He had an atrocious practice. He was named starter, and then mentally it got to him. I've said it for a while, Dan. I don't think it's the accuracy. I think it's the mental. I think the mental is his problem. I don't think it's the accuracy, his mobility. But shouldn't that be his strength after three years? I, I get that. But I think it's more of when he throws a bad pass, he goes haywire. And that's the thing he has to control. If he gets that, I think he has all the ability. He but just then you're not going to win a title that way. That's just not going to happen. Because well, who's going to beat you on this game? Stetson Bennett would make who's a bad pass. Beat he'd come back and throw a touchdown. It, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, who's going to beat you on schedule? South Carolina? I mean, it's the may worst take power till, five offensive line no. I've ever seen. It, it may take till SEC championship, but like you're Georgia, you're not just trying to go 12 and 0, you're trying to go 15 and 0. But if you're 12 and 0, you're in the playoff. Okay. You're in the playoff and you lose in the semifinal because you have a quarterback that can't throw downfield. Great. Is that an accomplishment? Okay. Well, and then you have who you face in the playoff Michigan, who you're more talented and have better guys on both lines of the trenches, in my opinion. If Georgia USC, doesn't, who has a horrific defense, who you could play quarterback, Paul or me, and score on, you have is Texas. No, you know we're not talking about Texas. No, I'm not talking about them. Ohio State was awful today. Who, in my opinion, unless Alabama is gets finds a quarterback, I don't think there's a team that's more balanced than Georgia, regardless of the quarterback situation. And you know what, Joel Klatt said this. I was listening to him. He said the reason why I don't have worries about Georgia than Alabama is they're not a quarterback centric team. 
They're a balanced offense. Now, the offense was anemic with the play calling early and all that, and Beck was inaccurate. I get it. I agree with you. But for you to say because Beck missed a few throws in the first quarter, they can't win a national title, I think is egregious. Find me the last inaccurate quarterback that won a title. You're not going to find it. I mean, did you see Stetson in 21 versus Bama? Was he accurate? Bruh. Bro, go back to that fourth quarter. And then guess what happened the next year? He improved. Go back to that. Guess right. what happened at the beginning of that year? He wasn't the starter. Over the course of the year, he improved. He was bad in the SEC title game, great in the national title game. He improved. You're thinking Beck in his first start isn't going to improve? You know what he did over the course of the game, Dane? He improved. He was bad in the first quarter, and in the third quarter, he was the best of his football. You, you can't just say first quarter, the guy sucks. Hmm. Are y'all done? Uh, this is great. I, 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 it started uh, – so I'm glad you came back. It started uh, – uh, 51 minutes, I wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> we're now at 57. I haven't said a single word. Uh, this is this is excellent. This has really been really been quite fun for me because I've let my voice, you know, get yeah, better yeah. a little bit there. Uh, rest in those pipes. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was excellent. Do you guys want to keep going? I mean, no. like, I, I'm going to be proven right in history here. Like, I'm totally yeah. fine. With, if Georgia sticks with Carson Beck, is not winning a third Wait a minute, You're going to be proven right? Like, DJ Uyungle is, is the greatest quarterback of all time? Like, uh, uh, I mean, when I said don't that. Don't say you're always proven right. Come I said he now. was a better quarterback than Georgia had going into that game, and then the other one was JT Daniels. Mm, about the same. Oh, you, know that, who that, I want, you know who I want to bring on really fast? And, guys, it's going to get weird. It's gonna get weird, okay? Be prepared. Spano? Yeah, he's here. Hell Wait, yeah. has Eddie been on tonight? Hell yeah. Huh? Has Eddie already been on? Yeah, Eddie's already been on. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pouring some more. I'm about to get drunk with if Spano's coming um, on. This is about to be great. Man. All right, guys. Hey Eddie. Or no, Eddie. Hey Anthony. Oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> oh. What's up, big dog? Hey, what's up, guys? How you living? Ooh, that was awesome, Ben. You and Dane going back and forth. That shit was dope. <laughs> but Dane is right. Dane is right. We're probably going to go, what, 7-5 and five with Carson Beck this year? Nope, didn't say that. I think Georgia's going 12-0, and up, regardless of who the quarterback is. But if it's Carson Beck, they'll lose in Atlanta. To who? LSU, Alabama, maybe more. Either one. Hmm. Well, it's a good thing Carson Beck doesn't play defense. So, Anthony, you're, you're, I, I, I feel like you're coming in here. This isn't the Anthony I, I'm used to. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You take some, Look, you take some downers tonight. Got a haircut. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you're a changed man. Uh, I cut it and gave it to cancer patients. That's what me and my kids do. So, I actually cut it like a month ago. I shaved it. So, well, I kind of gotta get ready for the new season. So. No, I'm, um, that was probably the most boring forty-eight-seven ever. It was. It, it was. It, it, the uh, the third quarter, Anthony was painful. Uh, yeah. And like I said a little earlier, it, it wasn't so much that there there just wasn't a rhythm to the game. And yeah. I think that was because UT Martin kept getting hurt. UT Martin yeah. head coach was calling timeouts. You had the obligatory timeouts that you had to have, regardless. Uh, so TV just, timeouts, yeah. yeah, TV timeouts. It just really dragged on. I remember 
uh, it was the first game of the year. What was that big game on Thursday night? Uh, what was it? Week zero. Florida, Utah? No, it was week zero. I can't remember the It was some game. Um, and that game lasted two hours and 52 minutes. I looked yeah. over at the clock in the third quarter was I think 12 minutes to go. We were at three hours of, of total time. Uh, so just a long, long game. Yeah, there, there are a lot of injuries uh, yeah. from UT Martin. A lot of, and, lot of, lot of injuries. So. And timeouts. Yeah, yeah. Timeouts, yeah. <laughs> what was, what was, what was, what was Georgia's total yardage tonight? Total yardage. Five hundred fifty-nine yards, four hundred through the air, yeah. uh, one hundred fifty-nine on the ground, yeah. and that's with bringing in the second, third strings on uh, in the latter half. I mean, guys, it, it was. As much as I love an overreaction, it was a damn blowout. I mean, we're basing it on – we're looking for chinks in the armor early on. Like, oh, well, there's this one drive that didn't work out the way it should have. You know, everybody sucks, you know. Like, there's more to it. You, This team yeah. built for the third and fourth quarter. They wouldn't have won their first title in 41 years if it were not for what they did in the fourth quarter. Um, the fact that you were able to pull your starting quarterback and put in your second, third guys – Hardly any penalties. You didn't have two guys wearing number three like you did uh, in Florida. Boy, have uh, I mean, how many? You didn't. You had a few penalties. Uh, if I'm the UT Martin head coach, if I'm Simpson, I'm throwing downfield on some of these younger cornerbacks who keep holding and uh, getting penalties. I chuck it down the field a little bit more. But uh, there was a lot of very talented players out there. We can make a lot out of the uh, quarterback controversy or the. Uh, the fact the offense didn't function, but they almost had 600 yards. That 559 yards last year would have been the fourth most they'd had in the entire yep. season. So mm. y'all can dial it back a bit. Foster Ooh. Moss said uh, 48-7. What y'all wanted, 81 points like Oregon? Love you, <laughs> exactly. Love you, Foster. Um, I mean, yeah, it ended up that, but it was 17 nothing at half against UT Martin. Like, And it could have been worse. First half yeah. wasn't good. Yeah, it yeah. could have been a lot better. All you had to do is catch one pass, and it would have been twenty-four nothing at the half. At which point, you're on a forty-eight to nothing route, which is right at what the uh, should uh, have been a forty-eight nothing because that yeah. was not a touchdown. It, so. Exactly. So, I mean, technically, they, they gave him a touchdown. So it's as uh, yo. Can we talk about how he got bent double on that fence? Can we overreact to that? That fence yeah. is. I've been down there, Roddy. You've been down there, Dan. You've been down there. It's it's close. Uh, and good God, AJ, AJ Harris, AJ Harris, make sure he went into the fence regardless. I mean, yeah. <laughs> AJ Harris, that's my boy. I love Biggest it. action yeah. the fence has gotten since Aaron White jumped in the hedges. Yeah, that fence yeah. was. And oh. hey, shout out to the fence for for bending but not breaking. Uh, didn't open. Did not open so, there. Wait, hold on. My daughter was. Hey, Bella. Hey, how old were you when you stumbled into the fence and you went head first? And G Day, she went. She went head first into the fence. Don't yell. She went head first. <laughs> this one right here. This, that one right there. Please tell this, her. You're on YouTube. Oh, I'm on YouTube. Yeah, you're on live. Yeah, yeah. You're, she you're, went. I think it's like 11. Yeah, she went head first Eight into the. 11. And I have a picture of her like immediately after when she was like all like, oh shit, I all fucked up. And I was like, the cops are coming, run, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> she went head first. Three rows up, dead into the fence. It was hilarious. Ugh. I had a speaking so of uh, 
speaking of fences at Sanford, I was a, I was a student there and I had a buddy who uh, we were friends with Ray Drew and he was extremely intoxicated. Not Ray Drew. Uh, he might've been hell. I don't know. But pastor? Ray, yeah. Yeah. Ray was playing. And uh, my buddy was like, Ray, Ray. And so he goes to like, try to almost try to jump over the fence. Right. And the GBI just, just take him down. And they're like, Hey son. He's like, I'm, I guess I'm out of here. And they're like, yeah, you're, you're good. You're yeah. So this is undefeated uh, over there in, in uh, Fence is undefeated in Sanford Stadium. Uh, We're so. gonna put this taser somewhere. Yeah, they they it was close. It was close. And they but, should electrify the fence just just to, to just see how people react. Oh, change yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah, because they don't want people yeah. standing on it. They don't want anybody Ooh. touching it. Just electrify Ooh. it. Let's see what happens. But now, what what uh, before we let you go, Anthony? Uh, yeah. Your your overall thoughts of the yeah. the game? What? I thought defense played really well. Uh, Tyke Smith looked really good tonight. Uh, I think the the move uh, with Javon back to safety is a is a good thing. I think defensive line needs to kind of shore up gap integrity. Michael Williams is going to be a monster. I think the corners. I don't. I really don't care opposite of Kamari uh, who the corner is because I think they got a, a bunch of really really good players. Um, obviously, we didn't have Lad tonight. We didn't have Marcus, Rosemary, Jack Saint. We don't have 100% Dejan, 100% Kendall, stuff like that. So, I mean, you're kind of limited. Um, it was good for the younger guys to get in. I would love to see Muse, you know, get that touchdown. That's just good for him. Um, we punted a few times. We kicked some field goals. Field goal, I mean, that was uh, kind of a concern with uh, with special things. Yep. And uh, – Every kickoff we had went – did all the kickoffs go touchback? Uh, you're asking a question that I – The first one like, didn't. The kid brought yeah. it up. The first one did not. But he got tackled okay. with the two. Okay. Oh, that. Oh, that's – he muffed it. That's right. On the initial kickoff. So, all in all, 48-7. It was slow going. Georgia just does what they do. They just constrict. They, they're going to get you – they're going to – there's no reason to try to go – side to side with Georgia, but everybody wants to just because if you think you can go fast, you can catch us off guard, but you really can't. So, but uh, yeah. other than that, I'm, I'm stoked, man. 48, seven, no, no serious injuries. Uh, Carson Beck's going to learn from this gunner and stock still are playing for the number two spot. And uh, I'm just, I'm happy to be back on the PAW show. <laughs> hey, it Anthony, you, you you came in tonight very calm, uh, and I wasn't expecting that. So I like how I like how you kind of throw me off because I hyped you up before you came on, and then yeah. here you are relaxing, uh, chilling. So is it because of the stuff that we up. did beforehand? Did that like disengage, Anthony? I don't know. Oh I, no, no, I loved every bit of it. That was <laughs> awesome. No, I, I came on totally just. I I knew exactly how I was going to be. I'm getting yelled at by my wife too. So. Well, go take care of the wife, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll see we'll see you uh, next Saturday uh, around three thirty, huh? Absolutely. I hope I don't overreact too much this time. All right, man. Well, you take care of that family of yours. We'll talk to you next week. Right. Love you guys. Everybody, hit like and subscribe. Best yep. UGA content ever. Woo! Dude, that's one of my favorites right there, man. I love that guy. I I hyped him up too, and he came in all calm. He's just he throws me off, man. Uh, Hey, yeah. first game of the season, you know, everybody. Yeah. I mean, hey, ESPN had issues. 
Uh, we had technical issues to start the game. Uh, they had a couple of technical issues on their first drive, you know, or just um, it. And as people, as they settled in, they were able to march down the field. And I mean, they're, they're just really talented that, uh, and you didn't even have your best players out there. I mean, there's a lot of guys you didn't have. Small Monday gets in for one play, chases a guy down. Oh man, I tweeted that out. I tweeted that. That was that. so funny. Because it just seemed like he kind of let himself on the field. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing out there? Get I think it was one of those things where he was like, hey, we need a we need a, a stop here. And they put Munden in there and man, not and I'm a big I'm a so we haven't talked about the defense at all, guys. Let's let's dive into that a little bit. I'm a big uh Jamon Dumas Johnson fan, right? I, I think he's excellent. You could tell though, even on that one play. You need Munden in there to be his, if you want to call it Batman Robin. I don't know who you want to be, uh, Ying and Yang. He, he needs Munden in there with him because there were some plays where he was just running after the quarterback for UT Martin and he couldn't catch up to him. There were, I mean, he, he was behind him the whole time. Uh, Munden really is a game changer, I think, for this defense. Uh, and just, you saw it, right? You saw the one play he got in, he, he made a killer tackle. Another thing that I don't know if this is concerning, Ben, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Your top three tacklers, Malachi Starks with eight, Tyke mm -hmm. Smith with six, and Javon Bullard with four, were all defensive backs. I didn't see much from the yeah. defensive line. Is, is there something to worry about here or, or cause a concern? Well, I thought it was interesting how they rotated. Like one of the first series they had, I think it was Dara Smith, Michael Williams, Jordan Hall, and uh, I forget the fourth guy. I think it was Jalen Walker. Jalen Walker, yeah. I think like Jalen Walker, right. So Jaguar package. Kristen Miller was in most of the yeah. first quarter. Like a lot of the D-line rotation was kind of unique to me. They rotated early, and I think some guys got more snaps than I would have anticipated. So I just don't think that many guys had the opportunities. And I think they did a lot of quick passes. Um, so I, I look at it that way and say I, I don't really mind who's the leading tackler. Because I've kind of said tackles – in my opinion, are slightly an overrated stat in the sense that you could kind of fall in a pile and get a tackle. So I'm not worried that a defensive lineman isn't racking it up because the DBs a lot of the time on those outside runs are going to clean up anyway. Uh, Curtis Maximus says, how many tackles did Starks end up with? He was amazing. Eight tackles for Starks. Uh, player of the game on the defensive side of the ball? Yay, nay. Who agrees? No? Yes. I, I think I think Starks was. He was From an expectation standpoint, I thought Tyke had a really good game. Hey, <laughs> Tyke's my boy now. You know? I know. And like, if, look. If, I, if I was going to give it to anybody, it would be Tyke. But I think Malachi took it. Uh, both of them played really well, though. Was there anybody it, it, else? Kyron Jones with that pick six is pretty big. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. I wouldn't be a player of the game, but I'm saying I was happy for the kid from Charlotte. People wanted him at running back. Honestly, the most exciting play defensively to me was watching Jordan Hall and Michael Williams do a stunt off of each other and just completely obliterate the pocket. Because I'm looking at, like, down the line and being like, okay, I can see how that combination works well together. And the fact that, like, Michael can do that from the inside as well, yeah, he's going to have a special year. Uh, only one sack tonight guys that was uh michael's sack was that just uh is is there something to overreact to there was that the type of plays that ut martin was running that's uh, what ut martin did i mean look i mean how long did he hold the ball it was it, uh, very, not very long and that's why you know they went to the outside a lot they avoided the center uh that's why your 
you know, Tyke Smith had such a big night. That's why Javon Bullard had such a big night. That's why Malachi Starks had such a big – your secondary guys had a lot of – and, again, that's also very common for Georgia to do, especially, you know, when they're uh, – a lot of times they, they funnel to the inside linebackers. You know, without if Smile Munda were on there, he'd probably have a lot more. Uh, but that's just a lot of – a lot of that was scheme. That's just the, what they tried to – how it wound up. Uh, they, they, they got the ball out fast. And on that Michael Williams, I mean, I'd like to go back and watch it, but I'm pretty sure he took that left guard on and just kind of stood him, stood him, stacked him, peeked into the backfield. And then when the quarterback started running, he just pounced on him. It's like you are giving up uh, 50, 60 pounds to that guard, and you just held him in place like he was a child. That was fun to watch. Two true I think you have to give uh, uh, Malachi Starks, I mean, eight tackles, three solo. He, did, he didn't – pop off the screen like uh, Tyke Smith did. I said halfway through the show, we got to give Tyke Smith a helmet sticker. You know, that's his first major action that he was – it seemed like he was everywhere because uh, we know he can cover. The question is, can he be stout against the run? And I thought he was pretty damn stout against the run, and that bodes well for this. And again, they, they gave they gave up a touchdown to the second or third string. I don't know how many second and third team guys were in there, and even that wasn't a touchdown. So it really basically should have been, what, 48 to nothing. Paul, with Tyke, like preseason, that's one that I said Aguero was going to take his spot. If Tyke plays like that, I'll take the L on that one because Tyke was yeah. great tonight. Yeah, he was. He was. He had a tackle for loss as well on his stat line. And, Paul, they're uh, going to face worse offensive lines potentially in conference than that. South Carolina's offensive line might be the worst position unit in the conference. They really? gave nine sacks tonight. And I think there was another couple intentional Damn. ground makes. I don't know if they were counted on the sack chart. Um, but if they were, I mean, if they weren't, that could have been up to 10 sacks. And he got hit a ton. I mean, and Florida's offensive line was a joke against a small Utah team. Like, they're going to face some lines where I think in that rotation, they're going to be able to tee off this season compared to years last. They're going to face worser trench play this year. Worser? Oh, yeah. okay. worse. <laughs> much worse. I'll just say much worse. <laughs> I thought this was an interesting comment from Vanessa Wallace. Did y'all hear Kirby call out the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator for calls they were making? Yeah, I don't. Did he, I don't know if he said that on the uh, say that uh, in that little interview on. I know. No, he did. Quarter? No, he did the in the beginning of the fourth quarter interview. He was just talking about how the guys, uh, the players, needed to show some enthusiasm. He wanted to see some okay. of that. It wasn't any. And that must have been the one in the Bulldog Radio Network when he was with. Uh, uh, Shockley, but he did say we, we had some bad calls, you know, like or something mm. along those lines. Where, but he also said that you know, we need to make plays around uh, our quarterback, we need to make like, missed tackles right when the game started. There were some missed tackles, uh, there were some containment issues. You had a quarterback who can run, but he shouldn't be able to run for 26 yards down the field without before you know, you have to somebody has to get off a uh, uh a wide receiver to tackle him. Uh, you had drop passes, inaccurate passes, missed blocks. Um, it was, but he did say something about the couple calls there. But you know, is Kirby going to call out either one of them? No. No. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, my point is sometimes it's just a throwaway line. Uh, like we had some bad calls there. And then, and in other words, they did something and we should have adjusted to it, you know. And but he's not going to be, he, he sounded very, he put a good spin on it, is what I'll say. We do have the uh, 
press conference uploading right now. It should be uploaded. It should be now. So we'll get that up. I know somebody had asked if we're going to watch that on here. We probably will once uh, we dwindle down with all the callers uh, calling. This in is here. also one of those things, too, that like, look, you're talking about Bobo and Schumann and Muschamp. Like, th that's the curvy inner circle. So, like, they can be brutally honest with each other, and it results in what's best for Georgia. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily – like, even if those comments are true or they lead to something or they indicate something, I, I'm not sure. I didn't hear the context with DJ Shockley. But, like, yeah, like, they're all kind of learning this together. Kirby and Bobo haven't worked in this capacity before. And so working out the kinks between them on a headset, that's something that needs to happen before SEC play. Yeah. Wait, Paul, I have a question. How many people in here have already said fire Bobo? Oh, uh, man. Um, See, that's silly to me. Probably 50, I would Jeez. say. Yeah. Man, that's back. Yeah. That's, that's silly to me. Like that. Yeah. Close to 50 or so would, would be my guess. It, it When we first started the show, if you scroll all the way up to those comments up there, uh, almost every one of those was uh, get rid of Bobo, fire Bobo. That's where I played the result of like, look how many points that offense manufactured with walk-ons and you don't have Lab McConkey and you don't have Marcus Rosemey Jackson and your best running back's probably out for the season. And yet they still did all that with a quarterback that I personally don't think is going to be the promised land, whatever. But like, to me, I thought, yeah, there were some a couple questionable things, mainly at the end of the second quarter. Like, you can't run Cash Jones right there. I love Cash. I, Cash, you get the ball always, whatever. You can't run the ball when you don't have a timeout. You also had two running backs who have never played before. Right. Right. You're giving the ball to Roderick uh, Robinson. You know, well, he's three. taking it. Yeah. Well, and no, Andrew yeah. Paul getting it for the first time. I mean, that's uh, – good luck uh, – having either one of those guys in there in pass protection situations, but uh, did, I don't think Georgia – did Carson Beck ever get hit? Uh, let's see here. The stat line. QB I hurry, sack. I don't see anything here. Let me let me double check. You're asking questions I should have the answers to, but I don't I don't see think they it. ever got sacked. I don't see a sack on here, but yeah, I'm also not looking in the right place. Uh, what about no, what about no, no, no sacks? That's also with the left tackle making his first start. Like there's a lot of adversity that had to be overcome and and proven in the first game. And Georgia scored a lot of points. And so, <laughs> red and black dog says hashtag fire Bobo dot 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 up a grill and cook that man a steak. Look <laughs> at it. What a, what a turn there. What a turn. Um, what about hey? What about old Roger Robinson the second first game in Athens? Is a tank, absolute monster out there. Two forty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> eight eight attempts, fifty yards, one touchdown. Uh, he did have that twenty-three yard uh, long run, average six point three a carry. That kid right there. How much? I'm assuming he's going to get. Uh, he's going to be in that rotation once Dejon comes back. He's a he's a bruiser, guys. Roddy, I just imagine like early November, some game just needs to be, like, iced at the end. And you have Roger Robertson, because like, he's a big dude. And then the Lenith Whiteheads kind of up to speed by that point. And George is just throwing these big-ass running backs at people. I just imagine that happening. Yeah, he he looked, he looked really good. What do you think, Ben? I thought um, – I think he had that big run. What was it? I think it was like a toss play out to the left. 
And yeah. I just said, I think the burst, not obviously not the fast guy because he's so big, but I thought his burst was more than I thought it would be. And I thought as the game went on, kind of like I brought up earlier with Beck, I thought his runs were just each time, the offensive line and him, better and better over the course of the game. Yeah. Roddy, your your take on uh, the, the 240-pound freshman out of California? I got some grief, uh, not that I care about it, but it was, I got some grief when I said he's not a burner. I said he's yeah. big, and I said you know, it was in one of our practice reports, you know, or pre preseason notes. I'm like, let's get, and I think you you just saw that he uh, gets that pitch to the outside and takes it what 26 yards or something like 23, that. 23, yeah, 23. Uh, but again, that's not to say he doesn't have to be DeAndre Swift. He can be. Rod Robinson. I mean, he just yeah. – he's tough to bring down. He's going to chew people up. Yeah, you'd love it if he had, you know, 4-4 four, four speed or something like that. But some some guys just don't have it. They don't need it all the time. So, I think uh, moving the pile, uh, people can complain about the offensive line. It's just, it's simple math. Sometimes they bring more people than you have bodies to block. Uh, there were other times, though, uh, one of those, the touchdown right up the gut – where they ran behind uh, Micah Morris, and he just like, okay, we're going in the end zone. Come, come right here. When they uh, had gone uh, inside, and then they gone far outside a couple times, and this time they went right off the uh, guard's inside hip, and just he blew everybody up. So um, when when his hat on a hat, the offensive line got plenty of movement. But there were other times where they blocked five guys, and there's there's two safeties coming up, or there's a safety and an inside linebacker or Jack. And I'm like, okay, uh, now you have to take advantage of that. And sure enough, they say, okay, if you guys are going to be that aggressive, you want those little tunnel screen behind you and watch um, uh, Muse take it to the house. I, I, I call. I said uh, early on in the show, that was the best play by the offensive line there. Tate Ratledge, all those guys were just out 10, 15 yards in front of Muse. That's what you you let him come through? Hell of behind him. Uh, speaking about letting him come through, I guess we'll let him come through. Uh, the neighborhood, if you will, Jeremy Neighbors. How about that? <laughs> Look, I mean, the transitions here, Roddy. You got to pay extra for this sometimes. I'm just yeah. saying. Um, us on the <laughs> Jeremy, what's up, man? Oh, not much, guys. I wasn't sure if I would get to hop on or not, but I figured I'd uh, try to. It's been a busy day. I was trying to catch as much of, of the game as I could. I had it on. Uh, we had a yard sale going on today. Uh, oh, did you make some money? Oh, yeah. man, we made a nice chunk of change. Uh, yeah, what was the best item? I was just about to ask that. Yeah, what was the, what was the top item that, that uh, uh, came out came out of the sale? It was predominantly my wife's stuff, so I can't uh, – <laughs> mm. it, mm. uh, it was a lot of uh, a lot of baby clothes and uh, a lot of yeah. fall decor. So. Yeah. A lot money. of those baby yeah. clothes are expensive, though. Like some people yeah. pay like 80 bucks for a baby outfit. I don't get it, but some people do it. I mean, yeah. if that's what they want to pay, they'll, you know, I'll take it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. I, so what I, I didn't get to see again, a ton, uh, my two observations, I thought y'all were talking about, uh, the DBs getting, a, making a lot of tackles, uh, Starks and them seemed like they were, uh, seemed like they were breaking up a lot of screenplays with what I got to catch. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, on offense with Beck, uh, you know, he's, it's a little worrisome. I'm willing to give him some time. Uh, just, what worried me was it seemed like he took a little too long in trying to make a decision. I don't know, uh, Dane, if that's something where y'all see, you know, on Film Don't Lie, if the receivers were having trouble getting open or what the deal was. It just seemed like he was taking a little too long to make a decision before he threw. Uh, liked Rod Robinson. 
Um, and then, you know, I don't really care what anybody says. I'm glad we've got this schedule to start this year to iron some things out before we uh, hit the grind later in the year. That's that's one thing I did mention uh, to a couple of buddies of mine. I said, you're lucky that it's UT Martin first and not Oregon first. But who knows? They might have come out and, you know, been ready to go for Oregon. This might have just been a game that didn't get them motivated and they knew they were going to win. There was a 50 point spread. It might, it might have changed things, but that was that was my first reaction too. Jeremy was good to kind of have a slow roll into the season, if you will. It's an interesting there. dichotomy too, where like whatever about Georgia's quarterback situation, I know I'm far in one camp and other people disagree, and that's cool, whatever. But like Alabama didn't have a starter until what, like yesterday? And next week they get Texas. And that's going to be a hard game, regardless of what happens there. Georgia doesn't have that hardship in front of them because it's ball state. And like you say, that's a luxury. Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of Alabama, just a quick uh, toss over to them. 56 to seven. They beat middle Tennessee state. Uh, Jalen Milrow, 194 yards and three touchdowns to the air, two touchdowns on the ground for the uh, young quarterback over there. So he had five touchdowns. looks like they've might've found their quarterback over there. Hey, and, uh, and to be fair, something else too. I, I kind of made a joking comment earlier in there. Uh, you know, I don't know what's uh, uh, I'm going blank on our punter's name. What's his? What Brett is he? A, Thor- Brett Thorson. Thorson. Is he, is, he a, is he a junior or what, what's his class? Yeah, we don't we don't really know. He's like 37, I think. Jeremy, well, he came from Australia. We're just we're just he's considered to be in his final year, whatever well, that say, is. We, we need we need to go talk to that UT Martin guy about coming over because he kept our butts pinned down all night long. I think that was also part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, we I, we mentioned that already. He already transferred once, Jeremy, according to Roddy. He transferred from Charlotte to UT Martin, so it, you'd have to get a waiver for him. But hey, you, there's always worth a try because yeah, he he was the best player on UT Martin's side, I think tonight, uh, by by far. Uh, MVP. So, yeah, I think he. I think if we're handing out helmet stickers for UT Martin, he he probably gets the the first one. Look, overall, a lot of good kicking and punting on both sides. Yeah, I want to give Muse credit for even though half those punts went sailing over his head because you keep expecting, well, he won't kick at 60. He won't kick at 65 and kept doing that. Uh, I think Muse had still had 50 yards of uh, returns between uh, kickoff returns and punt returns. So he did. He he had exactly 50. He's going to he's going to break one off here. I mean, he's that's uh, Isaiah McKenzie in a thicker body. So my mom called me after the watch along show and said, Muse is my favorite player for whatever that means for everyone. My mom loves. I think, I think think, uh, Muse is a lot of people's favorite player. Yeah. Uh, You know, he's, he's the five, eight guy that is out there as a walk on and and making things work, you know? So he's he's, rooting, man. Huh? He's rooting. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. People are rooting for him and he's Rudy too. Yeah. So he also looks as old as Rudy's dad. So yeah, he's, we do need to maybe, I, I'm not going to be the one to call the NCAA, but maybe checking on some eligibility for him. He looks – I am 12 sign. Yeah, from, uh, he looks to be a little older warmers, too. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, don't want to keep you too long, man, but uh, you got anything else? What, what are no, you – No, that's, that's really all I got. Uh, I enjoyed the back and forth between Dane and Ben right there. Uh, it was kind Good. of both sides. I'm, I was feeling Dane too, but Ben kind of – Ben I thought also was kind of helping keep some fans grounded too, I think. So uh, there's some concerns to be there. There's a lot of work to do for this team. But it's UT Martin, and they're still – this team's built to – this team's built to overcome some problems at quarterback, and hopefully, like El Sim, and hopefully 
Beck either gets with it or someone uh, steps in and replaces him. Either way, either way, Jeremy, I, I think this team is destined for great things this year. So I think uh, I think you're all right. If you want to host another yard sale next week, you, you don't have to keep your eyes to the TV too much. So. <laughs> where's that baby? Right. Yeah, where's the where? How old is the kid now? Uh, so he's there's Matt. So we just we had another one back in July. Whoa! Dude, don't you know what causes this? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. You you know how to stop that, right? I know. So uh, yeah, I'm. I've my life is uh, is a little busy right now. So well, you got you got at least what two under two right so now. So I've right? got a yeah, I've got a I've got a yeah. six, uh, let's see a sixteen or seventeen month old. Yes, no, no. Eight, he'll be eighteen months this this September, and then a two month old. Boy. Uh, Dude, you're man. not going to be sleeping. So these night games, come on with us because you'll be I know. Up. I know. So I'm, I'm already going to be up for the night. So, hey, why not? I'll still, I'll stay up and watch the uh, POS slash PAW show. You're doing what a question. That, yeah. All right. There, man. All right. All right. All right. Oh, uh, what, what a question, though, Roddy. Uh, how, how's that kid doing? And then he goes, which one? Oh, I've had another one since the last time you saw me. <laughs> been, give her a chance. She just got rid of the last one. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. I was, I was not expecting that answer at all. I thought he was going to be like, oh, that one? Yeah, he's, he's a year and a half. No, which one, guys? We just popped out another one. But, well, congrats on the congrats on the other kid, Jeremy. So uh, yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, guys. I'm sure we'll see you next week. Uh, make sure you bring one of the kids on. We won't know the difference. They're probably they're really close in height, I bet. So yeah, we'll bring see. one of them on. All right, man. All right, guys. See, I Jeremy, like Jeremy because, like, Jeremy is probably totally right of being right in the middle of whatever squabble me and Ben had. Like, that's probably the totally appropriate place to be. But we went on the extremes of it. And that's what we yeah. did. I have it written down here. It's about six minutes long, that rant was. So uh, if you guys missed it, it'll be on the uh, POS recap show from our man, Bobby Andrews. He does a great well, job we'll with that. We'll upload that to our TikTok, Bob. Yeah. Bobby's <laughs> awesome, man. Like, I <laughs> love Bobby. A six-minute rant on our TikTok. I'm sure that'll that'll get folks to watch. Um, let's see. Oh, that's a good question. Will Simpson, does Alabama jump to number one after their big win? No. Who? That's one not, big. Like, none of look, the voters look, actually watch this game. So. That's exactly – you damn it, Roddy. I was just about to say nobody – faster, man. Yeah, nobody was able to watch this game. Yeah, you, nobody was able to watch it. So they, they're, they're going to see the final score. It's 48-7, to seven, and they're going to move on. They're going to put Georgia at one again because, again, it, this game was – the Dogfather did a great thing. He, he put out on Twitter how to watch this game. And I did his exact steps, and it would not log me in through the SEC network. It logged me in through ESPN Plus. It was a nightmare. I missed the first few plays. Paul, let me explain to you what we did at the Watch Along Show, which is supposed to be a professional broadcast, but you know it's me involved, so whatever. Um, but like for the first five minutes of that game, Coach was doing analysis off of my iPad because yeah. like his TV that like. Is a great TV. It's something that UGA Sports purchased for this thing. Like, we had to do some updates on it. And I got there two hours yeah. early and did those updates. And yet still, for whatever reason, the streaming gods weren't on our favor. And I had to do some producing wizardry in the moment. But, like, that shit happens with streaming right now. And this was yeah. ESPN Plus only. Foster. Foster says, uh, Ben thinks Oregon should be one. <laughs> I did not put them in the playoffs. 
I did not put them in the playoffs. I did. But I, I, I said, no, 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 Paul, Paul, that there should, should be a correction. Penn State is number one. Thank you. How how I, did your boy – how did your bow uh, – your, your bow do tonight? Your bow. Bow's going to be a Heisman finalist. Get ready for it. Wait, me and Dane actually have agreement on Bo Nix, though, which – listen, I'll be honest. The only reason I picked him is because of the odds. So – He's also going to be a first-round pick next also, year, which is going to be very 12. disappointing for some NFL franchise. 12, every quarterback is going to put up like five touchdowns a game. So whoever's the best record in the Pac-12, whoever the quarterback is going to be, is going to win the Heisman because their numbers are inflated. But on, I'm, I'm looking for them. I found it. Bo Nix, 23 of 27, 287, three touchdowns. They'd be good. God, Portland State. Uh, Bo Nix, 23 of 27, 287, for three touchdowns. Uh, they didn't have as many yards as Carson Beck. Drew Allard, elite. Uh, Bo is going to be a Heisman finalist and a first-round pick, and it's going to disappoint they, whatever NFL franchise he ends up on. Sorry. They put up 81 points on Portland State. Dan Lanning, th- th- those people have families. Like, their mamas are watching this Did game. Did you see the Oklahoma Ooh. score? 81, yes, yeah, 73 to zero. But that was Butch Jones, so I mean, it, you know, whatever. He's do y'all think that like? Do y'all think this is preparation for when college football becomes like promotion relegation, like soccer, to where aggregate score matters? You really want that to happen, don't you? I really do. Because like really? Florida would be out of the SEC at this point because they're so bad. Oh. In a few years, the non-conference is going to be worse. Like I think outside of tomorrow, the non-conference schedule week one this year was terrible. One of the worst. It was bad. Years. It was bad. It, it's bad. I think now that South you Carolina, East, North Carolina, yeah. South Carolina, like legitimately when, when out you of watch their games. offensive line. You said this team should not be in prime time. They do not deserve to be in prime time. <laughs> They're pathetic. But anyway, uh, why schedule non-conference games when there's an expanded playoff and you're going to have a tougher schedule as is? I don't think teams are going to schedule so much non-conference like competitive teams anymore because yeah. you're also going to add a conference game. So I think the non-conference slate over the years is going to get worse. I mean, I mean eventually you're stuck with now, you're, you're kind of stuck with. But I think in the next 10 years, your teams, Georgia, why would you schedule Ohio State? I don't think they will have non conference schedules in the next 10 years. I just think it'll mm. be all conference of I could see that. amazing but, teams. I Foster could see that, but at the same time, the small schools, how are you going to get them money? Well, it might just be an attrition thing at that point. I mean, uh, you think Georgia cares if these teams get money? I know, but that's they want. Th- that is a sad case for a lot of athletes if they're not getting the revenue from these. Sacred Grove said uh, Dan was getting his get back from the blowout <laughs> last year on the opener. Damn, it's tough. Eighty-one points is is tough, man. Like that's that's bad. That's he, a good squad I, at Oregon, though. Like I can see them making a run this year. I really can. Roddy, Dan Lane gonna- drops. 81 points on you, and he comes to shake your hand midfield. Are you shaking that man's hand after he just dropped 81? Oh, on I'm him? shaking it, and I'm crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, good job, good job. And he's going to be – yeah, I'm going to put everything into it. We're going to have some vice grips there. Yeah. Hurst is in the uh, waiting section. We're going to bring him in real quick. But before we get to them, I do want to mention our friends over at ASW. Uh, behind me, I have the Fiddler. Dane's already drunk on the Fiddler. Dane is drunk as skunk right now. Bro, I'm not drunk, but I'm tipsy for sure. Uh, ASW, this is a Georgia bourbon company. They're a Georgia bourbon distillery. They also make uh, rye and vodka. You know, you should try those in a gym. Uh, I want you, if you go to the Braves game, the Braves are red hot. You need to be going to Braves games. If you go over to the Battery, they have a tasting room at ASW. 
at the battery. It's ASW at the battery. They have two other locations as well. So there's three locations of ASW. They have they. This is an award-winning bourbon. Uh, they've got all sorts of uh, uh, awards, even for their rye, their resurgence rye, and their uh, uh, Bustletown vodka. So hit our friends up at ASW Distillery. Try it out. And again, the cool thing is they have some uh, stuff that they've done with the Braves. So you need to try them out when you get a chance. Uh, we've had if you if you've had it in the comment section, let us know if you've tried their bourbon. But I, I want to mention them because this is one of our uh, best sponsors, and not just because they sent me a couple bottles of uh, bourbon. That that helps a lot. That helps a lot. But no, uh, they have six co-founders, six partners. Five of them are Georgia grads, and this is uh, distilled by dogs. That's her tagline. So don't go drinking stupid bourbon. Get the stuff that uh, is actually made by Georgia graduates. They're cool as hell, too. My God, Chad, over there. Like, um, if you use some other stuff for your tailgate and not ASW, like, you're not really helping the dogs. And so if you want to help Georgia, there'll be some more information coming out this throughout later in the season. Oh, they got something coming that's going to blow your damn Oh, yeah. Up. A big, a really big announcement coming from ASW. We're pumped yeah. about it. Uh, hey, uh, Ben, give, give us your thoughts, Ben Hurst. Hey, how are you guys doing? I thought, uh, well, number one, I want to say, I want to piggyback on that. I have been to ASW. It is legit. You are 100% correct on that. It is very, very good. Anybody who is over there has got to go try it. If you like bourbon, it is the place to be, without a doubt. Sorry. I, I, I expect a check in the mail too, Roddy. After I said that, <laughs> I got you. I swear. I'll um, take it anyway, I you know, I I really thought uh, the offensive line didn't play very good today, and and I don't know if I I missed some of the show, so I'm not sure if this has been covered. And I know a, a lot of people have, have been on back here and there, and you know, I just don't know. I think more if I knew what plays were called. He didn't push the ball downfield as much. I don't know if they were protecting him. Or what was going on? He hadn't played football in four years, and a you know in a real game where it wasn't mop up duty or whatever. And I think that's part of maybe you know that protection until he kind of got his you know feet underneath him. It seemed like that past amuse that went for a long. All of a sudden, he started to get comfortable and and started to look a little better. Now, whether he you know continues on and continues to improve, that's you know to be seen. And also, you know. I, Everybody's kind of talking about uh, Brock. I, man, I really like the way Gunner looked. Man, that guy's legs are spectacular. I mean, he's not afraid to – I mean, that, he had two plays where the play literally just broke down and there was nothing, and he made 10 yards out of them. And I think that's an important thing, especially if Van Pran doesn't get it together because that guy whiffed on about 20 blocks in that game. I don't know what was going on with him, but he was horrendous. I just hope they get it together. I think they just were kind of – Sweet walking in the first half, and and I guess we'll hopefully see a big game improvement, a big improvement between game one and game two. That's my hope. Well, I, I think you'll see that. But you also scored forty eight points. So how how big of an improvement do you want to see there? Just to be devil's advocate here, Pin. Well, I mean, I I'd like to see it be put away more. Um, you know, late second quarter, early third quarter, where you know Fair we kind of take. You know we. We scored a late touchdown on an interception return, and, and we were throwing the ball in the fourth quarter, which is not the normal, especially with the third-string quarterback. 
which a lot of people have been calling for, so it's not such necessarily a bad thing, but it's not the norm when we played those teams. But I will say, thinking back to last year, we played terrible against Kent State. We played terrible against Southern. We just don't seem right now to play well against teams that are below our level, that far below our level. And, and Alabama went through this a lot in the, in the 2010s. Uh, I mean, a ton. It seemed like every time they'd run into a bad team, it'd be 14 to seven at half. And you're like, what the heck's going on with them? And yeah. you know, then they, then they're kicking the crap out of everybody when they, when they're playing good teams. So maybe that's part of what's going on too. It, it's what Pat Riley called the disease of me. And Roddy even alluded to it in his three, two, one report over at UGASports.com yesterday um, to where when Warren Brenton was talking about how great the offensive line was and Kirby was like, ah, oh, don't, don't be talking about how great people are. Let me, let me humble you a little bit. Um, that stuff happens. And I, I think against teams like UT Martin, you kind of see that happen more where you're like, Georgia should totally run them out of the building and Georgia didn't. And so then you start to pick out why. And it usually it's just wonder. because there's not enough fire. Yeah. It makes you wonder. I mean, how many, I, how many times do we just run it up the middle? You know, it seems like they're just trying to, uh, you know, to, to prove a point or something sometimes maybe it's something for down the road i know that sounds ridiculous and crazy but i mean how many times did we run it we ran one up the middle where we were expecting arian smith to pick up a linebacker coming in there i mean that blocking scheme had no chance to to uh, i mean it was like that was done i mean nobody would have run that play on third and seven or third and five or whatever the heck it was with arian smith supposed to be your inside blocker i mean that just there's no I way that I can happens. see that. I don't remember that at all. Um, when you when you check it, there's a play where they they I think it was a third and five or a third and six or something like that, and and they whiffed on a. I think it was Van Pran that whiffed on a block, but Arian Smith. They were looking at him because he was supposed to come and duck in, and literally they blew the play up for a three yard loss. I mean, it was like nobody just the whole left side of the line just like went right. It was the weirdest, and the wide receivers went left and Brock. So you're saying it was a busted play. Yeah, it was definitely you, a hang on, hang on. Yeah. Is it a busted play, or did they actually expect Arian Smith to block a guy? From what it looked like to me, now, again, I could I, be wrong. That's where, that's like where Brock, it falls apart. Right, where Brock was looking at Arian like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in here. Why would they expect – I mean, that would be something you see maybe from Rosemey or somebody who's you know a bigger wide receiver, but not Arian Smith. You know, So it just made me wonder if – you know. Maybe he was just trying to give them a little humble pie, you know, and in, in, in a subtle sort of way, you know, because it seemed like we had that game under control. And all of a sudden, the second half, they just open it up and, you know, 20-something points later, it's done. You know what I mean? I wonder if that was just part of it to, you know, to build as the season goes on and see, you know, I, I'm hoping they'll just look a lot better against Ball State, a lot more, a lot less sloppy. I mean, even the second units look sloppy today, you know. Ken Rosemey, Jack Sane is one of the most important players on this team in terms of what he does in wide receiver blocking. And the fact that he was not playing today, it made a big difference. I think there are some things that would have opened up if he was out there doing his thing in the open field. Um, the mismatches that come when you can get him and Bowers on the same side of the formation, those just weren't there today. And Georgia didn't have receivers that could help out with it. McConkey can do some of that too. And again, he didn't play today. So like, this was a Georgia offense that did not have its best weapons other than Bowers. It's like Bowers is still, you know, one of the best players in the country. But when you don't have McConkie, when you don't have Rosemary Jackson out there, the offense is not going to be as good. 
And maybe I should add that into my critiques of, of bet too, because if he has those two dudes, he's going to be much better as a quarterback. Right. I, and I heard a little bit of, of what you said about Beck. I, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to close the book yet on him. I'd like to see, you know, what – like I said, it's really hard. I think, you know, you see Stetson was so experienced, and you see him just know where to go. And when we would struggle with him, I think he just didn't – he was, like, unfocused for points of the game. It wasn't like um, Beck today where he just seemed like he was scared to make a mistake early on, you know. And I think that's part of something you have to get over when you had not played as long, you know, in a, in a real – real football game, even against UT Martin. You know, you can simulate it all you want, but when you're playing out in front of those fans, it's a totally different ball game. And I think that's what he went through in the first half. I think he was seeing ghosts. And then, you know, when he – like I said, that pass with Muse, it's like everything just – the ocean kind of – you know, everything just kind of split. And all of a sudden he started to get more comfortable. He looked more comfortable. And I like to see if that, that translates next week. And, you know, he's – 20 for 25 in the first half, you know, for 270 yards and four touchdowns. You know what I mean? Very well could be, my man. Well, uh, I appreciate you. What you, you, you're a dipper, Penn? I used to be. Not, not anymore. Grizzly oh. was my, was my uh, dip of choice, but uh, not in three years. So, hey, well. Well, keep going, man, because I, you know, I, I thought I thought maybe you had a little dip in, and you're just enjoying your Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something I would have done in the past. I, I have had some bourbon though tonight, so uh, there you go, there I you go. That. A well, little uh, Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate you calling in, Penn, and uh, we'll talk to you next week after uh, hopefully a, another uh, win for Georgia against Ball State. Right? Sounds good. Hey, you boys have a good night. All right, brother. Take it All easy, right, man. Bye. I've had bourbon too, and that's why I'm about to slip out and do it before I do something that gets me fired by Roddy because that's not what I need to do on behalf of ASW. All right, Dane. Well, you take it easy, my friend. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. See you. See you, Dane. All right. Now there was three. You guys want to go around the league a little bit or no? Sure. I've not paid attention to what else is going on, so I'd love to know what the hell is going out there. That's why I'm here for you. That's why I'm here for you, baby. That's why I'm here. Um, so we, we normally go around the league. So let's let's go around the league a little bit here. Michigan, your number two ranked team, 30 to three against Eastern Carolina, East Carolina, excuse me. So uh, you know, they, they didn't blow the socks off of East Carolina, but East Carolina is also a, a FBS school. Tennessee dropped 49 on Virginia, 49 to 13. The game of the day by far, bar none, Colorado TCU, Travis Hunter. Special. Un- best player in, in college football? I think he's top three. Right there, Brock Bowers. Yeah, Brock's Brock's up there. It's, it's Brock Harrison and, and Travis Hunter. Paul, you can put him in. Paul, if he keeps up this pace, you might just have to give him the Heisman because he's yeah. a true two-way player. He played 120 snaps today, Roddy. Last guy that did that would be one champ Bailey, who's in the Hall of Fame. And the guy before that, Charles Woodson. And Charles only played sporadically on offense. Uh, and, and won the Heisman. So didn't Prime himself also play two ways? Who? Didn't Dion play two ways as well? Florida State. He might have. I mean, he played baseball. He played everything else. I I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he played some receiver because I know he was a return specialist and a corner. See, there's there's a difference though with playing some receiver. And Travis Hunter played all of receiver and all of defensive back. Uh, you know, there's he played everything. He played every snap for them. Uh, 
crazy how TCU. I, I, I don't know if at the NFL level, I doubt they're going to make him two ways. There's no oh, way. God, no. Yeah, God, there's, there's no, no way. His body would break in after two, three years. No but, way. you know, they came out, beat TCU, who, you know, Georgia played in the national title. So another just stomping. Yeah, Georgia broke TCU. Yeah, that you could very well say that. Yeah. That makes me question Michigan. It really Ooh. does. I understand TCU is a new team, but you know how many bowl wins Harbaugh's had? I think he had one his first year. Since then, he hasn't won a bowl game. Non-conference, mm. he lost to Notre Dame. Outside the Big Ten footprint, when he faces athletic fronts, his teams don't do well. I'm just saying, that's why I'm not buying Michigan this year. Yeah. Um <laughs> Foster says Travis Hunter may start to get drug tested after games to keep it up. Yeah, that was. If, if I'm playing him, I'm like, yeah, y'all need y'all need drug test that that some bitch. He's too good. 120 snaps, man. Like, dude. Hey. Okay, I know that Ben remembers this. Yeah, I went on the vault at UJSports.com, told people months ahead of the signing day that Travis Hunter would not sign with FSU. Yep, that he and would be happened. a bulldog. <laughs> I got called every day in the book, which is fine because I didn't believe it either. But I'm telling you, I got it from inside. It was close. And it was close. Then all of a sudden, they're like, "Okay, he's and he's like, no man, fake news. He, I think he called me out on it. He's like fake news, fake news. And then um, the day of, everyone's like, We're, "Okay, he's supposed to announce at a certain time, and that time came and went." Right, started getting crazier and crazier, and everyone starts looking at me like, "What do you know?" I'm like, "I'm just telling you, Georgia expects to land it." But then when my contact to Georgia dried up completely, they're like, "We we can't get a hold of him. We've been trying. We've been he's supposed to announce he's coming to us. You know, yeah. uh, We know what he said about FSU, and then all of a sudden, Jacksonville State. You're like, son of. But yeah, no, they go FSU. So I was half right. But the point is, this kid was. Can you imagine him being out there today for Georgia? Oh my. But you know Kirby would only play him at DB. Yeah, I, I Kirby loves it. But he was within a Nats whisker of being a Georgia Bulldog. So Georgia was secret. second. I was love secret. this. Not Florida him. State. Florida State. So, yeah, he, he came out and admitted that. So Florida State was, I think, third or fourth. Yeah. Sacred Grove says, can that be sustained playing both sides? I don't think so. But I and mean, maybe in college for a year, but not long term. There's no chance. But, to what Richard said after the game, Travis was not gassed at all and said he was ready to go back out there. They interviewed him after the game. He was laughing and he's different, folks. He's different. Yeah, he's a different breed. Different. At Collins breed. Hill, some some of the games he had there was just ridiculous. ridiculous. I, you know, he's the best two way. I mean, since Champ Bailey at minimum. So shout out, shout out to him. Uh, Oklahoma broke the spirits of Arkansas State seventy three to nothing. Uh, if you're following along, this is a this is an interesting one to follow along with. So apparently Kirk Ferentz up at Iowa said he would fire his son, the offensive coordinator, if they don't get above 25 points per game. Well, they won today, 24 to 14. So he's <laughs> one point below already on the season. That's got to be um, awful. Like, <laughs> think about his, if you fire your own kid, he's not getting another job. So he'd get demoted. I figure he'd get demoted because he's not going to fire him. He'd be like, you're an analyst. Well, he's he has to get to 25 points, and he's one point down now. So he's got to score. You, you know, if you're gonna follow, we'll follow along with that throughout the year. They are he's he's one point down now. Old Miss put a stomping to the Mercer Bears, 73 to seven. Ah, uh, damn, 81 to seven. We've already talked about Oregon. Here's one, Ohio State. I thought they were gonna show out today. They did not. They were awful in the first half. Yeah, 23 to three against Indiana. 
They went to halftime up 10-3. So it could have been worse, dog fans. It could have been worse. Uh, I, I was going to use that on Blaine in our debate because we're going to top the the first take undisputed, uh, me and Blaine. And I was going to say the McCord kid, they benched him for a temporary period of time for Devin Brown yep. right before the half. And then they said we're going to go back to McCord in the second half. So they're already having quarterback struggles. Uh, Rice lost to Texas 37 to 10. Quinn Ewers, 260 yards. Uh, yeah, JT Daniels. Uh, <laughs> that is his third time, if you're keeping up with it, third time playing Texas with his third different team. So uh, that's, I don't think you'll ever see that again. Quinn Ewers, 260 yards, three touchdowns. I don't think we saw Arch Manning today. Let me just check this box score. No. We did not. Malik Murphy Wait, was Blake the Murphy. backer. Yeah, so did not see a Arch Manning sighting there. Uh, Notre Dame beat up on Tennessee State. Wisconsin beat up on Buffalo. Nev- oh boy, Caleb uh, Williams, Roddy. Yeah, three hundred nineteen yards, five touchdowns. Was out good? there. Was out there looking like Patty Mahomes reincarnated. Throwing you, you got it. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched it because you were watching Georgia, there's some highlights out there. Caleb Williams. Best I, I high school quarterback I've seen up close because I'm yeah. from this area. I saw him. He's the best high school quarterback I've seen up close. Special. That, I know that uh, Ben has a rule about Heisman winners getting back to back. Yeah. 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 It, he, he's I, I, I also know man. that sports he's writers best. and sports and voters are lazy. Like, well, we gave it to him once. We put up bigger numbers. We'll give it to him again. I, 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 I get your point. They don't. They don't yeah. like to do the same guy back to back. But I could also see him going. Well, we got to justify what we did last year. So he might, he, he probably, yeah. I think, will put up better numbers this year. He's got a better supporting cast this year. Well, the, the reason I did that, Roddy, is because they've never done it before and they're harder on repeat winners. So I was just like, I'm not going to do it. No, but I'm if, with you. If, I get it. If, if there was a past history, I was saying just it's a lock. It was, it's yeah. a lock. I, I would have done that because the rest, who else do you trust with the Heisman? So my philosophy was the Pac 12 is no defense, pick the next best. Pac-12 quarterback, and I thought Paul was going Phoenix, so I was like, "All right, I'm going Bo Nix." I'm with you. I'm just saying the the, the rule that they won't do it. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, next game on the slate here: Texas A&M showed up, 52 points against New Mexico. Connor Wegman seems to be the starter for uh, those guys down there. Max Johnson had a touchdown, though. Local kid here from uh, North Oconee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Max, good job. Yeah, Max had one. Alabama, 56 to 7. Like I said, they found their quarterback, I think, in the Milrow kid. Three touchdowns to the air, two on the ground. So uh, that, I think that competition is probably done. Penn State, Ben's team, 38 15 over West Virginia. Drew Aller, 325 yards and three He's touchdowns. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina. In the Dukes Mayo Classic. How many damn Dukes Mayo games has South Carolina been in? I mean, it's every year they're in a Mayo competition. Yeah, they're they in the bowl, this. they're in the kickoff. Yeah, they lost this one 31-17 to North Carolina. Spencer Rattler had 353 yards without a touchdown. That's tough. Look at how many and times you like, sacked. Uh, how many times you got sacked? Let's see. Does it show on the box score on ESPN? Because that's where I would get it are you on? Are you on Bleacher Report? No, I'm on. It says he got sacked nine times. Jeez. Uh, that's tough. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find any other games. That looks like the top 25. Let's just make sure we got all the SEC schools for you. I know Kentucky uh, beat up on Ball State. Yeah, so Ball State, who's coming to Georgia next week, Kentucky 44-14 over them. Uh, Arkansas with the win over Western Carolina. 
56-13. Auburn 59-14 over UMass. Mississippi State 48-7. Again, Ben, yeah, you were right. This schedule is atrocious. And then Vandy 47 Vandy 47-13 over Alabama AM. First 2 and 0 team in the conference. First place in the SEC. Yeah. First they place. You might be in- right. We're yeah. anchor down. Yeah, they they are first place. <laughs> Can't uh, wait to see Arch uh, Manning transfer next year. Yep. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to go though. Be interesting where he's going to go. I, I'm not buying Texas at all, Paul. All right, so uh, any any buy highs or sell lows right now, Ben? Throughout the all right, I'll tell you in the East, Kentucky will be the second best team in the East. I'm buying them Ooh. over Tennessee. That's that's Ooh. one of my bold takes because I think a lot of people have Kentucky third or fourth. I think they're second. I'm high on them this year. South Carolina's a sell. I told you if you are one, of, they may be the worst offensive line in the conference and one of the worst defensive lines. I'm not buying South Carolina. So there's there you so go. That's my SEC buy sell. Buy Kentucky, sell South Carolina. Getting back to this Georgia game, guys. Forty-eight yeah. to seven. A couple of names we haven't mentioned so far: Brock Bowers, five receptions, seventy-seven yards, rushing touchdown. The man can do it all. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else you need to say about him. Dylan Bell, hey, I thought he, had a good day. Dylan, Dylan Bell had. Yeah. How many yards did Brock Bowers have after contact though? Uh, it doesn't yards. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So he had 77 receiving yards, Roddy. Right. How many yards after contact? I'd say 50. So I think you're close. He broke yeah. three tackles in one play. I was going to say yeah. 55. So, so he has 71 yards after catch. Uh, so, so he had 71 yak. Yeah. He's had 71 yak. Uh, there's not a stat. I don't see it. Uh, yards after contact, but he had 71 yak and he got hit pretty close to that. I would say probably 55, 60, but 71 yards out of the 77 were, were yak yards, which is baffling. Um, Cash Jones. How about it? You know, four receptions, second on the team receptions, uh, also had, what did he have? Three rushes for five yards. Not the, not the best day for cash on the ground, but he did help out in the run game a little bit. Excuse me, pass game. Makai Muse, we talked about him. Go ahead, Ronnie. You got your number two and number three uh, receivers. And remember how deep they are. Remember, this is – you got Lad McConkey, you got Dominic Lowe, you got Ra Ra Thomas, you got uh, Dylan Bell, Marcus Roseby, Jack Sink, Arian Smith, uh, Cole Spear, uh, Zed Haynes. Uh, uh, who – the freshman that balled out today, uh, uh, Smith. Uh, oh yeah, CJ Smith. Yeah, CJ CJ Smith. Uh, you, you one of the deepest tight end group or wide receiver groups you've had in a long time. But your number two and number three wide receivers on the day: Cash Jones with four catches, Mikai Muse three catches, seven catches together for one hundred yards. Walk ons. Again, Crazy. I'm not crapping on walk ons. I am the biggest walk on guy. That's one of the first things I did when I came into the business. I met walk ons. I took pictures of them. I became friends with them. They gave me so many uh, tips and things about how the game's played, how Georgia, what Georgia does. I got in really good with them. And some of the guys I still stay in contact with are former walk ons. I love them to death. But my point is, this was this game. Uh, your second and third leading receivers in and your, your first one is Brock Bowers, which is fine. I got no problem with Brock, you know, a tight end being a wide receiver because to me he's more wide yeah. receiver than anything else. But you relied yeah. on a running back in Cash Jones, not Dejan Edwards, not uh, Branson Robinson. 
uh, a walk-on running back and a walk-on wide receiver who's 5'8". And they did wonders for you. So I'm just saying this is a really good team. And imagine if you were healthy that you didn't need those guys to be your uh, second and third leading receivers. Again, uh, we can we can all freak out over some bad drives, some bad play calls. And again, to me, some of the play calls, people are like, oh, that's a stupid play call. Why'd you run up the middle? Because you should be able to run against the Joe Moore Award uh, nominees, uh, you know, at some point. But you don't know when they're going to bring four, when they're going to bring six, when they're going to bring eight. And a couple of times they brought eight. They guessed right. And if they don't guess right, you gashed the hell out of them like you did. How many long plays did you have? Uh, uh, rushing yards, 50, uh, long, 37, 23, yeah, 37. 14, 9. Uh, longest receiving yards, 23, 12, 54, 17, 25, 47, 56. So when they guessed wrong, they got their asses handed to them. But we're only focusing on the ones where, oh, my God, uh, they ran right up the middle and, you know, Cedric Van Pran didn't get his guy. Well, Cedric Van Pran might have blocked his guy, but if the uh, linebacker's zipping through the A-gap, how many guys is he supposed to block? So, again, I, I'll, it'd be fun to break the film down, but I'm just saying that uh, I love the fact that Cash Jones, Mekhi Muse, two walk-ons are your second, third leading receiver for 100 yards and seven catches. You also had a uh, pretty big play here. Ra-Ra Thomas got into the game, had that pass what from – uh, Yeah, that yes. pass from Vandergriff. That was, that was a dime. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Vandergriff's first completion as a Georgia Bulldog. Can we go back to the series before that? Okay, well, oh man! Yeah. On that one, let's let's go back on that series. Brock comes in, throws that fifty-six yard bomb, right, and then they score on the next play. He goes seventy-seven yards in two plays. Yep, that pass to uh, Oscar Delp for a touchdown, which I yep. think, if I'm not Bad mistaken, half. is Delp's first touchdown uh, as a Georgia Bulldog. Yeah, ben, that, you can I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's right. Was that real, literally his first cat or first pass? First pass ever was uh, officially to Ra Ra Thomas. His first completion. He had he was zero for three. Uh, okay, Vandergriff was, and then he had the pass to Oscar Delp on the drive before, but it got called back for holding, so it didn't count. And then uh, his his first right. official pass, Ra Ra Thomas, fifty six yards. So the drive before that, three plays minus four yards, two yeah, penalties on that drive, two big okay. plays on that drive, both of them called back. I'm like, yeah. man, you, you're killing me. You, you're just killing me. <laughs> so I was glad to see that he goes out there and it looks like, oh, my God, here's why Carson Beck's your starter. He has three plays minus four yards. But, again, that wasn't on him. That was other people letting him down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Holding, uh, you know, uh, what was Austin Blasky had one, and then um, uh, Micah Morris, I think, had the other, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was Micah Morris. Yeah, second second touchdown for Delp on his uh, career, okay. by the way. Nice. Yeah, South Carolina last year had a touchdown. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, that was a nice stick in your eye for a guy that almost went to South Carolina. So, right. yeah, yeah. Let's uh, hey, and they do stuff like that on purpose. Don't think that they don't. Don't think it's just happenstance. But my point is, uh, when Brock Vandergriff gets in there, that's why I say this coaching, this quarterback competition was tighter than a lot of people suspect. You have three really talented quarterbacks, not elite, but really good. And you see what they can do with the offense. I thought Gunner looked good when he was out there. Again, you're going with threes versus their twos or whatever. Um, but 
as Kirby Kirby wasn't lying when he said they all looked good with the offense. They can run the offense. They know what to do. But man, Brock. Well, this is what I'm trying to say. Brock's throw on the money, accurate. What's the big thing people say about him? Well, he's not as accurate. You know, he's more of a runner. And then what's the thing about Carson Beck? He's really accurate. He's not much of a runner. Carson showed he could run. Brock showed he could throw. Yeah. Gunner showed he could do everything. You got three quarterbacks I think you can win a title with. I'm not yeah. in the Dane school if you can't win with those guys. I think you can. But you need that defense doing what they do with the pitch and shutouts, you know, and good special teams. I thought the special teams were lights out. Uh, maybe one doink on a PAT, but uh, you could punt, yeah. you could kick. Uh, it's interesting, though, that uh, Peyton Woodring, true freshman, again, another true freshman. Guess who? Hey, guess who called that, baby? <laughs> hey, Paul, so, how, how many guys are out there for the first time? Easy way out, Paul. Left, left, no. left, left tackle, uh, wide receivers, uh, running backs. A lot of new people out there. We had oh, a, the we fact had that a, nobody took Damon quarterback. That's still bad. Look, we had that as a Sunday thing, uh, Roddy, on our one of our calling shows. We had everybody pick a the true impact or the uh, most impactful true freshman, and everybody picked somebody, and I picked Woodring, and look at me go. Um, You're the kicker guy. Didn't you pick in our all time Kirby draft? You're like, I'm taking Hot Rod right here, like damn the right. sixth round. I was like, damn right. <sighs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> One guy, one guy that uh, didn't hear anything about really in the offseason, and I was surprised he was out there, and he made some good plays, C.J. Smith. Uh, two receptions, 57 yards, had a 47-yard. Uh, was that the – excuse me if I'm wrong. I think that was the catch and run, right, like over yeah. the middle? Yeah. yeah, that was his first catch of his career, I think. Yeah. Uh, where'd this guy come from, Roddy? Uh he kind of got pushed off and rode off, not rode off, but he had injuries and Look, everything. I pointed yeah. out the times I was right, but I'll point out the times I was wrong. I thought that the freshman wide receiver that we were going to see have that kind of game was Zeke Haynes, 13. He just had that yeah. thing about him. But we had been hearing about CJ Smith. He's really fast. He's, you know, he's started working with the ones. But I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's good. But I'm telling you, Zeke Haynes, that's going to be your guy because we saw him doing a lot of return stuff, you know, and, uh, Every time that we were out there, which is again a fraction of a fraction of one percent, I'm like, man, this kid. Uh, Kirby's calling him out like he calls out the guys that uh, he wants to push. Yeah, uh, Zed Haynes has that kind of it factor about him. But man, CJ to get that many uh, and, and get he had what two catches, but he yeah. played a lot of snaps. I'll be yeah, I love looking at the uh, the snap count that comes up from UGA Sports where you can see how many snaps these guys got because. That's a true freshman with all those other guys on the roster. They got a lot of snaps. He's going to be a badass. Um, Zed Haynes was out there. He had one catch for twenty yards. Curious to see. Uh, you know, you, you you have you have four games, right, Ben? Before uh, you're you run out of eligibility to be redshirted. Curious to see how many of these guys, uh, him and Anthony Evans, uh, if they play more than four. Curious on yeah, that. Yeah, because I know CJ Smith, they already redshirted him. So right, they already redshirted him last year. Right. But you got Zed and and uh Cole Spear made an appearance as well, caught a caught a pass too. Uh, uh, made a couple good blocks too. Andrew Paul. Yes, he only had 18 yards, but he came back from a pretty nasty injury and uh looked decent out there from from every everything I saw. It wasn't terrible. First uh, game in college. Right. I'm curious to see how much he'll be used moving forward. I did not expect 
Roderick Robinson to be used as much as he was. Uh, was that a surprise to you, Roddy? Did you read my three, two, one report? Uh, probably. Yeah, maybe. Now here's the thing. I, again, I, I was wrong. I was completely wrong about Kendall Milton. I thought that they would not play him because I didn't think you needed to. Uh, I said that to, they, I told everybody Dejan Edwards would be out right about that. But I said, uh, Kendall Milton probably won't play because you don't need him to. I mean, he could, but I don't think that, you know, why hurry back with that hamstring thing? Uh, but they apparently just massaged it and took care of it enough that he actually looked pretty good out there. And again, I had that long run and I feel horrible because the, my first thought on his long run was don't hurt your hamstring. Don't hurt your hamstring. That's not fair, man. You know, go, go all out. Uh, when was I said Cash Jones, Andrew Paul, and Roderick Robinson would uh, get most of the carries? I thought that would be like the only three to carry the ball. But hey, shout out to Kendall Milton for coming out and uh, uh, you know you know he wanted to be on the field and he is so strong and so big. Uh, I'm excited that he's out there. But yeah, Roderick Robinson. Oof. When was I, I have goldfish brain here? When was Kendall's 37 yard run? When was that? Is that the second quarter? Yeah, second quarter. He went off left. Yeah, it was second quarter. Side, that little, okay. All right. Uh, just people that want to bitch about the pitch to the edge. I mean, uh, Brett Thorson, five punts, two inside the 20, 150 plus. And then, like we said, Woodring from 23 and 33. And then he had the, the doink, uh, but he hit all of his PATs as well. On the defensive side of the ball, guys, like we already talked about, Stark, Smith, and Bullard were your top three tacklers. When did I miss this? Troy Bowles? Uh, when they went to second, third string, he had, he had a couple. He was there okay. pretty well. All right. Uh, Julio he played Humphrey. that inside middle linebacker spot, and they were funneling stuff to him, and he was dropping them. He had one – I thought he had a tackle for loss, but it was, I guess it was right at the line. Uh, they, they had uh, Humphrey in there. Dan Jackson had three tackles. Uh, I, t- I tweeted that out. I was like <laughs> – and I told you, Ben, I was like – you know, we're we're talking about this depth at at secondary. That, that's your boy. You yeah, are the only king of the Dan Jackson. You're you're in the Dan and, Jackson. Yeah. And here we are, Dan Jackson, uh, showing up first drive out there, uh, making a tackle. Just in, insanity. Uh, Jacoby Thomas, another guy. Man, this uh, this is going to take forever. Just so you know, Roddy, the PFF grades. Uh, they played a ton of guys. Dude, you've so, got nothing better to do. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, uh, four tackles Get for his family. Four tackles. This is, I'm telling you, it's going to take me three hours to do this shit. Um, but we do it for the people. Uh, so, uh, Michael Williams, Gabe Harris with a tackle for loss, uh, Everett with a tackle for loss, and then also uh, Tyke. Two pass breakups. Zion Logue had a pass breakup. Was that? He oh, that was he blocked the, that pass. Yeah. 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 That was Logue. Okay. I, did you see him get to the sidelines? Like, I could have caught it, hit him like in between the big paws. And you know, he, he, his the instinct is to bat it down, but he's like, I could have just, snatched it and been gone the other way nobody would have stopped him i normally don't shout out the trolls that are in the chat uh but i have to right here you lackadaisical yeah lackadaisical lackadaisical yeah that's not how you spell that. oh yeah I did. smell london playing today we, we didn't bring that up yeah we did I, you, just oh, were you guys did yeah you were asleep so he had that one play where he runs down the uh runs the guy down out of bounds or run you just Blows the play up. He starts to go back in. Kirby jumps in front of him like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> I just, we burst it out laughing because it was so funny to watch him put the slam the brakes on. I was like, that, that, that's enough from you. So uh, that, uh, 
Yeah. But again, you're on a potential all SEC guy. You didn't even play him. Let's bring on the old uh the newcomer, right? Let's see what he's got to talk about if he knows anything good. Yeah. Lance, Lance. You, you were uh you were able to get there to the stadium. Yeah. I know you had some car troubles. You're able to yeah. get home. Yeah, it didn't wreck didn't wreck. No car broke down on me. It was uh relatively good. Day. He, he's he's been with us for what two weeks, Roddy? He's had two cars break down on him in two weeks. The first the first night I went to cover a game with Jed, broke down five minutes from my house. Yeah. I'm just saying, if he drove it as slow as you do, he'd still have the same cars. <laughs> he would. He yeah. would. He still have a white charger? No, hell no. I got rid of that. I've I've grown up. I've grown up. It was a Camaro. It was a, it was oh, a Camaro sorry. RS. It's long gone. Uh, I got a, a GMC Sierra wrapped with my business logo. Speaking of, I need to put a uh, Canva together. That's who's going to be sponsoring the show too. My my own business. You know that's how it works here. <laughs> Um, I tried to hire on another company and they they didn't get back. I expect to me. those checks. Yeah, yeah, they didn't they didn't get back to me. Um, hey, Lance, you actually were in the press conference. Uh, we haven't played it yet. I, when I close this out, I'm going to definitely want to watch what Kirby Smart had to say. And uh, uh, you interviewed Carson Beck, so you've got the inside skinny. Uh, any injuries we need to know about? Any news we need? To, we haven't watched the press conference yet. So what did Kirby have to say? Lad, lad, he just said Lad had a back injury, um, which we reported. Yes. Um, somebody asked about Marcus Rosemary Jackson. Obviously, he didn't say anything, but suspended. Um, suspended, which we reported. I'm assuming. Uh, really, How long Marcus, suspended for one game, two games, three games, four. I would assume. Rich, Rich, Roddy might be able to answer that better, but I assume one. I assume Danon Danon Lon Morissette is one game because I believe Bullard was suspended one game when he got a DUI last year. I believe. Um, Carson Beck, Carson Beck talked a lot about how the offense um, just, uh, you know, obviously improved. He's in his words, he said that they didn't really come out slow or lethargic. They were just, you know, it may have been. And, and Kirby said that, too. It may have been emotions. Um, you know, it may have been just a little bit of, uh, you know, I mean, just being a, I'm not, maybe nervous. I don't know. But um, Carson, you know, took responsibility for some of those throws that uh were missed, but uh, he said if he had to give a game ball, he would give a game ball to Mikai Muse. And Kirby said he doesn't give game balls un- until like Monday, but if he had to guess, he would give one to Muse as well. Um, yeah, they've been they've been hyped like good for Muse, yeah. but when was the last time like Kirby really hyped up somebody like that? To I mean, I can't remember him ever going to a post game press conference and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna give the game ball out," you know. Oh. He's talked about him all spring, all fall. Good for good for Muse. He must be a hell of a worker in practice. So Just- I so I actually have a friend that coached him at Central Gwinnett, my friend Eli Autry. He was a head baseball coach. Now he's at McEachern. He said that He's just a hell of an athlete, and he's a hell of a kid too. I believe Mikai's junior senior year, he won um, Region Player of the Year, and I mean for a team like Central Gwinnett, who's, you know, not very good at football, um, for him to, you know, the Parkviews, the Brookwoods of the world, the Graysons, you know, all those kind of Chico, Chico, Chico schools, Gwinnett County are all in the same region for him to, you know, ball out like that, I guess, junior, senior year, and then get the attention here. Um, and then work his way up. I think it's just incredible. Um, I want to give a, uh, to that point, uh, everybody got all excited when they heard that, um, Dylan Bell might get some snaps at running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Tuesday's show, we asked Coach Donnan about that, and he actually mentioned Mikai Muse might also get some. And I'm like, what are you 
you know. And I know because I, I talk to him very frequently. He hadn't been to practice. He hadn't. Uh, there's no insider information there. He was just speculating on other guys that might line up in the backfield to get it. And on that Muse touchdown, didn't he line up in, in, as a running back? Yes, he did. I was just about slid to. out to the out uh, slid outside, and then they tossed it to him. He took it 54 yards. Mm-hmm. But again, it was, it was that beautiful distraction. Same stuff that Todd Munkin did. There was like, oh, yeah. the, the misdirection. You know, I was like, well, he lines up as the running back, or he's the back in that uh, formation. Then they move him out like they would do James Cook. They get it to him. Nobody to cover him. Tunnel screen, gone. Love that. Good play call. Great execution because nobody caught him. Yeah, I mean, he was – I mean, he was – like you said, he was I – mean, he's, he's quick as a whip too. I think uh, I think that year that he played his senior year, he played baseball, he led – I think he led the team with like 50 stolen bases. They said they would just drag – they would just send him in to do like a sack month and he, and he would beat out to play to first base. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What did what did uh did Kirby say anything about the uh defense? Uh he uh he someone asked him about uh it was it was a funny tidbit. Um someone asked him about the Kyron Jones interception and Kirby just said he's lucky. He got he got lucky, he's just right player, right time. Um he actually complimented the defense uh in another question. Um, you know, someone asked him about you know, obviously not having guys like Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis, and but I mean, he was he was really he really highly talked up his uh, his defensive line um, and his offensive line too. Um, I don't think they gave up a sack tonight, but so he he mentioned because uh, I I noticed there were several times um, that there were six. It looked like there were six DBs on the field one time playing nickel. He talked about that and you know how that's how they wanted to come out. With uh, you know, some of these uh, some of these offense, I don't really know what I'm talking about schematically, but just kind of uh, how how like Dent and some of these uh, guys would come out from UT Martin with a uh, just kind of in a base offense, and he goes, they switched it up, they switched it up halftime, and then they started running uh, dime and nickel packages up there in the second half, and uh, he was real appreciative of how uh, the they were able to affect the quarterback in some of those plays. Yeah, there they, you go. I thought they again a lot of it was scheme. You know, we can complain about certain guys missing their uh, um, uh, assignments, if you will, uh, drop passes, bad throws, uh, miss block here and there. But sometimes it just comes down to your scheme versus their scheme, and you guess right. Yeah, not a whole hell of a lot you can do about it. I mean, go back to Missouri last year, uh, Mississippi State. There have been times that Georgia has you know it. The ski, the type of defense they play, can uh, give you grief, but the, it's very tough for them to guess right every time, and that's why you see those explosive plays. I think I might have hit on the uh, prop bet. I need to go check that out. Yeah, check that out because I I forgot which one I picked. Yeah, um, folks, we, we we did something different at UJ Sports this year. Uh, we've always done like our score predictions, how well uh, you know George is going to uh, uh, you. Win, lose, Man, you know, score yeah. this year we're picking against the spread, and we also had some prop bets. And uh, I'm going to check and see how we did here because, well, so one of the prop bets was, will Georgia allow an offensive touchdown? Uh, they did, even though mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been a touchdown. Did, did anybody ask uh, Coach Rick uh, – Coach Rick, Coach uh, Kirby about that? <laughs> I asked about what? 
I got Bobo in the brain. Did anybody yeah. ask him about that touchdown? I don't. Th- I don't think so. Um, he he would have said he wouldn't have said anything. It would have been a waste yeah. of Okay. Uh, yeah. the over over under Georgia will have three and a half different players scoring a rushing touchdown. Ooh, let's see. That was the under. That was the under, right? You had three. You had three different players. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Now, only eight times in the Kirby Smart era has Georgia had four different players with a rushing touchdown in a game. Wow. And two of the three in this game was uh, not a running back, Carson Beck and Brock Bowers. Yep. Yep. Uh, over under, Georgia will have one and a half touchdown receptions that are 50 plus yards. Georgia had five receiving plays that went for 50 more yards last season and three that went for scores. No, they only had two uh, two touchdowns total, and one was to dealt for 21 yards, so no. Right? Uh, the the Muse one was 54 yards. Muse yeah, one was 54. It's one and a half, right? It's one, one and a half is the line. Yeah, so you got under under that. Okay. Was Raw was the 50? No. Well, Raw, it, it wasn't a touchdown. It wasn't a touchdown. Right. Yeah. Damn it. I was yeah. close. What's the, what was the fourth one? Uh, Georgia will score a special teams touchdown. Oh, yeah, no. That was an easy under. We had a couple people pick that one. Which one did I pick? I can't remember. Um, I think we deleted you from the uh, thing. <laughs> uh, Paul predicted that Georgia would not cover. He's correct there. Nice. And he said, uh, you pick the under on Georgia will have three and a half, five player score rushing touchdown. Boom, baby. Let's go. Right. But your rationale was there'll be too many touchdowns on passing plays. It doesn't matter the rationale. I mean, I just, I'm just <laughs> you're right. So, hey, 2-0. Oh, start two off with oh. one. Strong, strong, strong start there. Strong start there. We'll take it. Um, yeah, guys, if you, if you haven't already, what Anthony and Greg are saying, hit that like button. Wait, uh, Paul, what? did anybody else besides me, you, Jason, I think Brent, pick the playoff and their Heisman for UJ Sports uh, anybody else? Because me, you, Brent. Lance did. Lance did. Oh, yeah, Lance did. I, I forget yeah. about that. Roddy's not going to go on record for that. So I was on the run. I was on the run. You can't no bullshit. You cannot pick Travis Hunter. Too late. Hell, no. <laughs> I already did it. Hell no. Too late. You know what? You know what? I'll put you down today. I'll put you down for that. I'll put you down for Travis Hunter. All right, and give me your uh, fourteen playoff too. Uh, I'll wait till we get closer to the playoffs. <laughs> no, you already gave you a pass on Travis Hunter. Give me your four, give me your four teams. Damn it! God, I haven't thought about that. I haven't been. Oh out. well, good. You got to pick them now. Good call, Ben. I like talking about Georgia a little bit more. Uh-uh, no. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Let me think about it. You guys, you, like you thought about it on the spot. I, well, normally I do, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like doing chalk because there's one random team every year, like TCU, Cincinnati. There's going to be a random team. There's just going to yeah. be. Who, uh, who is writing as the Georgia – who is doing – is this Dane? Um, Hunter was plus 10,000 on DraftKings. He's dropped down to uh, plus 4,000 now. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, that's a significant drop. Uh what is this? Paul is not always wrong, but he usually is. Anthony, go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. Um, give me your four teams, Roddy, and then uh, 
It's twelve thirty. I don't know what uh, else you want to talk about. Uh, oh, Jesus, twelve thirty. Give me, um, give me Michigan. Okay. They beat Ohio State, and they, I think one of those two has to get in just because <laughs> of the hype around them. Um, give me USC. Awesome. Oh. Okay. Okay. Give me Georgia. Okay. And FSU. I'm not Ooh. here. Thing, I'm not into the FSU hype thing. I'm, I'm big thinking, into it. Uh, I have them in as they, well. They don't want two teams from the same conference. They don't want to see another Ohio State, Michigan in there. They don't want another Georgia, Alabama in there again. So, uh, Oregon, I could see Oregon in there, but uh, an SEC team, you know, a Big Ten team, an ACC team, you know. And then, of course, whatever, where the hell USC is going to wind up. But they're Pac-12 this year, right? Yeah. So, oh, my God. And, again, when you got a quarterback doing what he does against that schedule, you know. When is the Oregon-USC game? I was, ju- You know what? I was Almost. just about – that. you literally read my mind. because I was I'm thinking at- if, if Georgia has a bad uh, – if Georgia's playing somebody crappy that week, I need to go out there. No- November, November 11th. Where at? Let's see. Uh, it's at it Oregon. Is at Oregon. Oh, Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning against that quarterback. That is going to be a match. So you, this is a this is a we, decent decent I, pick, Roddy. But I'm looking at USC's schedule. You might be kind of SOL here because they've got to go to Notre Dame. Then right after that, they've got to play no. Utah. Listen, I'm just telling you. Then they got to play Utah at home, Ooh. and then they got Washington. Two weeks after that, then they go to Oregon, and then they finish with UCLA. That's a tough little stretch. There. Yeah, that is tough. They, Paul, oh, I'm you know, wrong. Paul, but hey, they got they got Bear now. Yeah. Oh. Paul, you know what's the crazy thing about our predictions? There's like over ten different teams we picked. There's like three there out of the That's SEC. That's good. That is good for college three out of the football. SEC because I think me and someone else threw Penn State in, and then Ohio State, Michigan got picked. So there's three out of the Big Ten. Yeah, I think three out of the Pac-12 because I think Brent went Here. Oregon. Eddie and then, went Washington, and then yeah. Roddy just went USC. I think Roddy might be the first to pick USC. I'm looking then, at it. Yeah, I think. And then uh, Texas. Jason's all in on Texas. Texas is winning the title. According to I don't. I don't. I don't understand Texas. I'm I don't big, I'm not a big Texas guy. I, I mean, uh, I'd be happy to be wrong. I'd love to see them, you know, be relevant again. But uh, I just don't see it. I don't buy the shark right. hype. I don't understand. Oh, Anthony's got Anthony's got Texas uh, as well. Anthony, give me your uh, your you call him to the show all the time. So I need your um, I need your Heisman. Or did you Wait, already Anthony's pick your guy, Isn't Anthony's guy Drake May? Got yeah, Anthony, I got I got Anthony written down right here. Drake May. He just didn't give his he didn't give us his four. So if Drake got, May was on a good team, I'd pick him to win the. Heisman. He had a chance. Hey, look, he had a chance to go to a good team and he didn't. He even said, it, "I think uh, what's his name, the head coach Mac Brown said, uh, you know." Don't try to come get my players and offer them two million dollars, dude. I would have taken that and ran. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, go back to Georgia here real quick. I want to point out what Alex Waller is saying. He says, "I didn't see a lot of complaint about uh, the calls. Many were just not executed. That would have worked fine." That is my number one gripe. While we do not um, give, we'll give grades to Georgia's offense and offensive players, defensive players, even groups, O line group, you know, wide receiver group, whatever. And people say, well, don't you agree with the coaches? You know, it's, it's again, I'm not tight with these guys. I'm not buddies with them. I'm not friends. I don't have a, I have zero compunction about saying this coach is good, that coach is bad. Uh, what I do have a problem with is we don't know what was called. 
So we don't always know whether or not it was a execution issue or a bad call. Uh, Georgia gets down to they're trying to score right before the half or whatever. They you know, run their two minute offense. They get down to what the three four yard line. The first ball is a uh, run up the middle. Uh, do do we know if that was called or were there two different calls there and the quarterback got you into the run? Yeah. And if yeah. he did and he guessed wrong and because they can't hands the ball off, there's two guys to meet him. Now all of a sudden you've got you got to spike the ball because you just wasted that down. Um, did is that what Mike Bobo? Called? We don't know. That's so what I said. Were, God damn it, Mike Bobo! I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't know. Yeah, uh, Trent was at the game and he said that uh, on that play, Beck never looked to the sidelines. That was you're talking about the the call in the red zone, right? Yeah, yeah. He never yeah. looked to the sidelines. They go flying up the field. And right. we, we ignore the fact that George gets the ball with two minutes left and zips right up the field like, you know, they've been running the two-minute offense their whole lives. This is his first time ever doing it. Pretty pretty damn flawless. They get right up to the goal line, and then um, you have that bad that, that play. Then, of course, you have to spike it because you don't have any timeouts. And then you try to go for that third – the third down is a pass you can't uh, complete, or it should have. Again, hey, uh, the pass that hits a guy – should you get a wide-open Arian Smith – that's on your quarterback, but we'll blame Mike Bobo. And again, Mike and I are not tight. We're not buddies. We're not friends. But I'm, I want to call it like I see it. And I'm like, that was bad execution, just like Alex Waller saying there. So uh, he said, Mr. Wide Open Receivers and uh, passes hit him in the hands. If you're a quarterback, it's your first game. You're like, man, come on, guys. I, I threw for 294. I could have 360 yards if you just catch the balls that hit you. And and he, could another, he could have had another touchdown if he hit Arian Smith too. So I mean, yeah, let's go exactly. Yeah. So, that that was on him, and that's why um, you know people are like, hey, uh, again, he's supposed to be the most accurate quarterback. Yeah, and then you saw you saw Vandergriff hit that fifty-six yard pass. You know, so it, it there, there's going to be. Here's the thing, guys, and uh, to kind of put on a little wrap up of this quarterback situation. Everybody's going to have their own opinions on it. Everybody's going to have their own opinions on Bobo. What the only opinion should matter is your team has won the last 18 games. It's they won 48 to seven. There was good things, bad things, but you were able to win by 41 points uh, by the, by the end of it. You know, like I said, so we're freaking out about it. Right. So, and, and very much so, I mean, there was a time here for the first hour and a half. We, we were freaking out. Uh, everybody in the chat and you know at, at the end of the day you you won 48 to 7 you, you no no big injuries you walked away your starting quarterback damn near almost threw for 300 yards and we're talking about potentially pulling him which i'm i, I was one of them that said hey should there be a quarterback competition at the, this week you know there's going to be a lot of talk about this game this is the first game for georgia radios are going to be filled with it everybody's going to overanalyze it, sit back, relax, let Kirby do what he's got to do. He's going to put the best quarterback out there on the field. With that being said, Ball State comes to town next week. What is the line? I don't think it's as high as 50. Oh, we're guessing the line? Yeah, we're guessing. Yeah, it's not going to be out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was searching. I was like, I don't think it's out. No, it's not going to be out. 42.5. Ooh, because I'm, I'm going 45 and a half. We do this every week, Roddy, and normally I'm pretty damn close. Not to 
toot my own horn, but um, you, the, you've never taken an opportunity to toot your own horn. Four, Forty-two point five. I'm tell you from the waist up. I'll go forty-five uh, and a half. From waist down. I'll 40, go forty-five and a half. Forty-five and a half. Forty-two and a half. Go ahead, Lance. What you got? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forty-one and a half. Oh. I just, Man. I just don't see it being. You're really close to Roddy's there. That's fine. Yeah, no. I want to usually. I mean, I want to just. Let me go three. Let me go. Let me get ballsy. Three and a half. Yeah, I mean that. That was, that was my first thought. Uh, five you went thirty eight and a half. Field gold. Yeah, he yeah. went thirty eight and a half. I don't know. That was that. damn it. You went. <laughs> you're going that low. That was going thirty eight and a half. Yeah, I was going thirty eight and a half. I should just let him stay with his initial. <laughs> you can go 35 and a half too, because I can also see that. Yeah, I'm going, I, I can't see. That. I'm going. I'm going 38 and a half. Um, I don't see 40, but who knows? Uh, they put just for reference, guys, for Ball State. Uh, they put up 14 points this week against Kentucky on the road. Let's look. Let's do a quick little look at Ball State. What did they do? Oh, it was 10. Two- I know. I know it was 10-7 early, and then Kentucky pulled away. They had two quarterbacks. They went their quarterbacks went 22 of 30 for 223 yards and a touchdown. They got oh boy. Ball State can't run the ball, guys. 41 carries for 72 yards. That's not that's uh averages out to 1.8 a game or 1.8 a carry, excuse me. Uh they did have three fumbles, so they kind of shot themselves in the foot here. Looks like they had an interception though. Um, but yeah. So they're going to be passing against Georgia. Looks like their their rushing attack is not great. If they're not able to run on Kentucky, they're definitely not going to be able to run on Georgia. So that's who comes to town next week. Roddy, I think I'm I'm about out of content for you, my man. I don't know. You got anything else? Two and a half hours. You couldn't even get to three hours. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm struggling over here. Struggling well, we'll leave it with uh, Lance. Lance, you have any other thoughts? Overall, I don't – yeah, I'm kind of with you, Roddy. I don't know why people are, you know, kind of freaking out. I get it a little bit, but, you know, like you like you were saying, we we don't know what Mike Bobo was calling. And, you know, there might have been some – there might have been some miscommunication on those throws too. But overall, a good game. Um, Georgia cover? Is it 40? What was the line? No, Georgia didn't cover. No, the line was it was like 50-something, 50 50. right? Yeah. yeah. For some reason, someone told me – before the Carson interview, it was like 44. I was like, there's no way. But There was one line like that, but I think it settled back out at like 50. Yeah. But, I mean, o- overall, defense was solid. No sacks tonight. But, I mean, um, I think there may have there may, may have been one, but uh, the offensive line also didn't give up a sack. So, I think a uh, – I think it'll – I think next week if, uh, if Ladd, MRJ, and – some of these other guys can come back. I think it's gonna might get ugly next week. I watched a little bit of that Ball State game, and yeah, like you said, Paul, they couldn't run the ball. They and Kentucky threw all over them. I think can, Leary was like eighteen of thirty. He wasn't perfect. He was like eighteen of thirty-one for like two hundred forty yards and a touchdown. And I and I think that that new running back for Kentucky ran for about a buck fifteen, two touchdowns. So I think uh, to be completely honest, even though it's an FBS opponent, it might be the lesser opponent. In my eyes, next week. Mm. Very well, good. Hey, uh, this that was a for what you were playing. Uh, Coach Simpson is really good at what he does. That's why yeah. I kept uh, getting the, having to take timeouts because he's basically trying to outthink them, trying to outexecute, trying yeah, to outscheme them. 
and he did guess right a number of times. I say guess yeah, right. He, he I called could, the I right play. Them, I could see them winning nine or ten games in their conference. Uh, they, they're a pretty good team. Uh, they, they've won the conference many times. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'll leave you with this parting uh, parting thought. Today is, is now it's 1237. It is September 3rd. This is your 600th day as the Georgia Bulldogs being national champions. 600 days. It's a long in time. In a row that George, the Georgia Bulldogs have been on top. Never thought I would be doing that when we started this post-game over reaction show. We'll be talking about that. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's changed a little bit since we, since we started. That's for sure. We're overreacting to a 48 to seven game, but I, I, I love it. Uh, it just shows that, do you imagine Paul, do you imagine doing this in the Rick days doing these? Imagine doing these in the Rick days. Oh boy. Um, no. I mean, you were talking about post game of reaction. Hey, you want to talk about, I got to go back to 2012 when you just had, uh, Every defensive guy that you could think of drafted, right? Jarvis Jones, Kwame Gathers, Alec Ogletree. I mean, just they all come back. This is supposed to be the generational defense, and they couldn't get it done. Can you imagine how those shows would have been? Boy, boy. I was in college at the time. I mean, I was a senior at the time. Yeah, it would have, it would have been terrible. Sean Williams on that group too? Yeah, Sean, Yeah, I had classes with Sean. Bakari yeah, Rambo? Yeah, Bakari was there, yeah. Victoria Rambo was. Yeah. Damian Swan. That 2017. Yeah. Imagine the beginning of the year, that 07 team, which by the second half of the year was the best team in college football. Oh, yeah. But the way yeah. it started. I think what was it? Was South Carolina or Tennessee the team? It was, it was a, it was both. It was both. It was a 12 to seven both. loss to South Carolina. And then middle of the year, like three or four weeks later, the Tennessee loss was bad. It was like 35 to nothing in halftime. Because that was Stafford's sophomore year. Yes. Because, I mean, you look, the second half of that season, they got better and better and better. So that's why Georgia's got this. They're the most dangerous team in America at the end. Ability now. I mean, I think they finished third. Was That that was the LSU-Notre Dame national. Oh, that national title was beautiful. Matt Flynn versus Notre Dame. That's atrocious. (laughs) I mean, Georgia probably would have easily won that. But um, I think that's actually would have been to my point, like with the quarterbacks. You, with this schedule and over the course of the season, you're going to get better. Last year was it LSU was the same team. Last year they had two losses, and they got killed by Tennessee. Also closed on Florida State, then they killed Alabama. In the second half of the year, they were a dangerous team. Where at the beginning of the year, people thought they were going to be at the bottom of the West. So over the course of the year, I think George is just going to get better, and the quarterback situation is going to improve. I don't know if they're going to be a Heisman or elite, like Roddy said. I don't think that there's an elite, but there might be very good, and there might be improvements. Uh, you can win when you have this defense, which is a much better defense than last year. Yeah. And a uh, good offensive line, good stable running backs, good wide receivers. Alabama has won uh, plenty of titles with a game managing quarterback, a guy who just avoids mistakes, avoids turnovers. Hey, no turnovers, uh, very few mistakes, some inaccuracies. But hey, Stetson Bennett always had two or three just bone in Kirby Smart's own words, boneheaded throws. Remember, he tried to hit a ten-yard uh, uh, screen, hit the guy in the feet. It's like, what are you doing? You know. So Stetson had some bad throws, but he also had enough plays to make up for it. This one, look, look, just don't have bad throws. Just get them in the right play, and you got enough playmakers to win a title. We hope. Anyway, uh, you ready to duck out? Yeah, man. So, uh, guys, we appreciate you so much for watching and 
hanging out with us for almost three hours here. We'll be back next week after the uh, Ball State Georgia game. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that like button on this video. It helps other Georgia fans find the video. And if you, ha- I know you, I know you already are. But if you're not, hit that subscribe button on the channel. We're closing in on 40k, guys, and we appreciate it so much. We will talk to you. Uh, we've got so many shows coming up on this on this channel, guys. We'll talk to you within the next 48 hours, I'm sure. So we'll thank for uh, Ryan Nabolsi, Ben Bachman, Lance, everybody else at UJSports.com, all of you guys that called in. I'm Paul Meharry. I thank you so much, and we will see you next Saturday.